They did it. They they finally did it. They ended Game of Thrones yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, good lord! So I never, I never got into really watching that. Um, it's a common theme that people will get used to you saying. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much something that's going to be. Uh, man, this guy doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they gonna, uh, they they killed it off the show. Uh, I, See, I actually watched it, the end. You watched the end, but you didn't watch the show. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> now now you can't do what all the internet is doing. Fucking complain for the next week about how imperfect it was. Because <laughs> to you, it doesn't make a difference, right? Because you didn't have the... Oh, fuck, how many seasons was that? Seven, eight seasons? Everyone's complaining, saying they wasted eight years of our life. Yeah. You know, <laughs> give me a fucking break. I swear to God, social media, I think, is making people into preschoolers. No, it is. And that's, you know, that's funny enough. That's like a, a topic that I was like kind of been rolling around in my head for a while now. And it's like this heightened sense of like entitlement and over little shit, too. And I'm trying to figure out where it started from. And it obviously comes from, I mean, it, it got exacerbated with the introduction of the internet and people that should never have a voice having a voice, you know, or at least having a voice that's heard by hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Yeah. It's not and, that they shouldn't have a voice. They shouldn't have a fucking megaphone. Right. They shouldn't. Yes. They, sh- they shouldn't be heard by that many people. Yeah. And, just the people yeah, they know, like the real world. Right. Yeah. Like any one of us growing up, you know, pre, uh, pre everybody's a star kind of mentality and YouTube and all that stuff. But <clears throat> oh, that was the first one. Um, Bing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's, so something happened when the internet got introduced and all these people now felt like their voice that's now being heard is actually carrying weight or carrying more weight than it should. And people started this whole thing of petitions. And I've heard nothing about people, you know, for the past however many weeks since the Game of Thrones uh final season was started and everyone was getting up up in arms and pissed off. And the same thing happened with the Star Wars movies. And it doesn't make sense to me because it's not your place to dictate whether or not something, you know, maintains its uh, integrity. Inten- yeah, yeah, integrity or its intended um, lifespan or it's, you're not making it, you know. Yeah, it's if not your creation, right? Exactly. No, not at all. And that never happened to this degree prior to, you know, our modern internet connection. Everybody's uh, got followers and, you know, everything's got likes and blah, blah, blah. Um, so seeing all these people, and I think from what I heard from someone that I work with saying that the petition, like when I first heard about it, it was like 35,000 people signing it. <laughs> Which it's like thirty five thousand people signing a petition to have thirty five thousand whiny fucking babies to have a TV show series redone because you didn't like it. It wasn't yeah. up to your. Where Redo did you season want season eight? Give yeah, just break. season eight. If they wanted to do another season, they wouldn't be ending the fucking show. <laughs> exactly. And if and if they wanted to make it another way, they would have made it another way. Yeah. And 
then I start looking and my friend telling me that, you know, I work with today, he's saying that it's now, I think, over, over a million people have signed a petition to have the final season of Game of Thrones redone. And I can't think of anything that I've ever felt the, the right to say, hey, I'm not involved in this. I'm just a consumer. Um, hey, Pink Floyd, would you mind redoing... Uh, not Dark Side of the Moon, but can you redo, let's say, um, The Division Bell? I don't really care for that one. Yeah, bring back Roger Waters, please. It was good, but yeah, you know, you guys as a whole, that wasn't Pink Floyd. It wasn't really a good ending to what I, it's bullshit. No, take it for what it is, accept it, enjoy it, find, let it find, let it find its place in you as the fan of whatever it is. And, you know, that's life. You don't like all the chapters of your life. You don't, get a chance to go back and redo it. So all these people, these millions of people signing a petition for Game of Thrones to be redone, go find something more important to dedicate all of that time to. Go get you know, laid. Perhaps. Perhaps that. Um, hey, let's start redoing elections. Let's have redos. Yeah, exactly. Go vote. None of us are ever happy about those. Yeah, go Go make your voice heard, you know, in the front of a Capitol building sometime about mm-hmm. something that you're passionate about or find something to be passionate about other than a TV show to that degree and put yourself into the real world. Uh, you know, like, what did people think was going to happen? I know you didn't watch the show, but what do they think that, like, uh, the Sansa and Arya and Cersei and fucking Daenerys are all going to go get a condo in Miami together and just live yeah. there and grow old together Maybe. like the Golden Girls? Is that what they Perhaps. thought happened? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Guess but, what? Every time a TV show ends, it's disappointing. People were pissed yeah, off at the end of over. Sopranos. They were pissed off at the end of Lost. They were pissed it's off it's at the end of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Jeez. Yeah. End of Cheers. You know why people get pissed off when shows end? Because you like it and you don't want it to go away. Right. So it's never going to be satisfying. Guess what? When people die, that's an unsatisfying end too. But it yeah, happens. That, and that's life. Welcome to... Oh my God. Game of Thrones did something kind of real world life-ish. Mm. Yeah, there's not always going to be a resolve. And sure, yeah, you go to these TV shows and these these fantasy um, uh, these fantasy worlds and um, avenues to to get away from the real world. But don't be mad when the real world still finds its ugly way into your perfect, pretty little TV show. I don't know. I, I and I, you know, and I jumped on just because I realized I had HBO. I didn't know it was. I don't know if it's like an accident or. We're paying for something we're not supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> I noticed that HBO was an available thing. And uh, every now and then I would see that Game of Thrones is on. So like I said, okay, last season. I've seen, you know, bits and pieces here and there over the years. Um, you know, ex-girlfriend, she was watching Game of Thrones. She was heavy into it. And that was when I first, you know, her, I think it was like season two or three or something like that. And I saw some parts. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, I'm big into... You know, I'm a Star Wars fan and a Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and stuff. I like those kinds of, you know, it's parallel to our actual world or history, but it's also not in fantasy. So I'm like, this is interesting. I'll, I'll give it a, a look. So while we're sitting here and she's watching it and I'm hanging out reading or on my phone or doing whatever. And some of the parts I saw were interesting. Then I tried going back and I'm like, if I'm going to be, you know, with her every week and she's watching this, I might as well try to catch up. So I went back to season one. I tried to watch season one. I couldn't get through episode one. I turned that shit off so I'm not fast. I'm crazy about that episode. 
You and I talked about this when we had coffee. Yeah. And, and I, I turned that shit off like so four fast. episodes in, I think. Yeah. And I went and I just turned on Lord of the Rings. I watched all three movies in a row because I was like, I'm already in the mood for, you know, swords and fantasy beards and guys wearing fur. And, uh, and yeah, then I was, I had my, my appetite, um, satisfied and I moved on. And if anything, what I'll do is I'll just wait for them to release all the seasons in a box set. I'll buy it secondhand and I'll watch it all. And then I'll be able to just more educatedly tell people how stupid they are for getting so bent out of shape over. And you'll know where it ends. (laughs) Well, I know how it ends. I've seen it. (laughs) That's what I mean. And you'll already know. Yeah. I'm not going to be surprised. I've been terrified of reading. Every time somebody says something about Endgame on the internet, I click the screen off because I'm terrified that they're going to fucking tell me what happens. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, I don't. Oh. I don't go to theater very much. I can't stand going to theater. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, before um, I went and saw Endgame uh, twice, because the first time I went to go see it was, you know, it was like eleven fifty-five showing, um, and I was like, I, um, I want to go and not feel like I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. So I went again, and um, also too, just because it was a good movie, and also because it was a a wrap up. You know, I wasn't thrilled about how all of the things they did, but. <coughs> It was still, you know, I'm not going to get upset and say, hey, you guys need to, uh, Marvel needs to go back and redo the game. <laughs> Start from the beginning, because of, because of how they treated this character or what they did with that character. and Especially you know, for you as a Hulk fan. Like, if they were going to go back to the beginning, at yeah. least they could do the Hulk right from the beginning. Right. You know, and not switch like, the fucking three different dudes. Right. But, you know, but I understand that what they're doing is they have so much source material to go from. They have so many different story arcs and, you know, these comic books they change and it's it's not all linear you know it's, it's slower, hard man it's hard so they do the best they can with what they can and in a realistic world you're not going to you're not going to get it straight and correct for everybody because like i said it's it's not a linear universe there's so many overlaps and weird like this guy died but he didn't die because he came back in the next you know like nothing makes sense so they did the best they can and i still think that's a great movie and i'm not going to write a start a petition for them to redo it i'm not going to try to get the director kicked <laughs> off and the, the producer you know have his big toenails ripped out or anything like that because it, it's not our place to say that I watched the movie, and it's, what's funny to me too is everybody like making fun of you know the coffee cup and the water bottle. Yeah, that was great. You the know, I, I think it's that, great. Were, yeah, it popped up. That's not the first time a coffee cup has popped up in Game of Thrones, or in anything like you know these things. What people don't realize about this show too is those uh, six episodes this season. Each of them were about an hour and a half long, so that's six movies. Yeah. So they no, yeah. they produce six movies. In two years, yeah, of course there are going to be mistakes from going fast. Can you even imagine? Apparently, people can't. They can't imagine that. That's yeah. the problem. The, the continuity, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was more than probably one person in charge of, you know, ensuring that from shot to shot continuity kept. But that would entail those people being infallible. And it, that's impossible. There's no way you're going to keep all of those things something's going to slip through i hope That's they just don't how it remove them for the dvds i hope they leave them there the the first coffee cup they already did good because I, 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 I already saw i already saw they, they the i 
they reran the uh, the episode the other night, and I was waiting for it. And yeah, they already took the coffee cup out. You know, like you gotta let those things live. And yeah. like for example, um, you remember? I, th- I think it's um, in the ocean. No, not in the ocean. That's not the name of the song. What the hell is that Led Zeppelin song with the with the word ocean? Is it just ocean? Uh, it's possible. I think it's ocean. Anyways, it's one of the one of the Led Zeppelin later Led Zeppelin songs. And the phone in the studio started ringing in the middle of the song. It's mm-hmm. in there. And it's yeah. in there during a really quiet part of the song. You know what? That makes it really fucking cool. Yeah. It doesn't make it bad. Oh, if it, you know, it covered up the guitar and you couldn't hear, hear the guitar. That's awful. Mm-hmm. You know, but whatever. You know, like uh, the, the last episode I did with Lamb. The dog woke up. He shook his collar. I'm not going to go in there and try to digitally remove the. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to hear me clanking around in this table, opening up beer bottles and stuff out there. It's. Yeah, as long as I mean, what it is. you know, like there's there's certain things I'll take, you know, like if when Lamb is his microphone squeals sometimes, of yeah. course, if I can take that out, if he's not talking, I can take that out. I will because that hurts to listen to. Yeah, but no, it's awful. Part, you know, like, uh, you know, somebody's in the background walking around, whatever. That's life. Yeah. Everybody wants this, like, that's that entitlement thing, too. We want yeah, this perfectly yeah, we're doing this in the real world. Yeah, it's that's not life is is fragile and broken yeah. and tumbling and you know yeah. it's, it's rocks. It's not bubbles and balloons. So, yeah, I mean, there's no illusion that I am sitting here in a room with a microphone and a desk and a computer and a chair and that there's objects around me and I'm in the physical realm and that if I touch something over here and I touch something over there and if I pick this up and if I drop something, it's going to make a sound like. It's not, I'm not, uh, what's the dude in Power Rangers? I'm not just some floating entity <laughs> in a big tube. Yeah, I'm not going to, I've heard Zordon. You know, people like, I think it's Zordon, I think that's his name. I'm going to record, uh, they recorded their podcast underneath a blanket. You know what? Fuck that. I don't want to hear that. If shit. I have to get underneath a quilt to record, I'm not going to record. <laughs> no, that's just silly. Um, yeah, uh, you're going to hear background noises. Yeah, perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I'm thirsty. Cheers. I need my, I need my, my La, LaCroix, my, my The Cross. Yes. Mm. Uh, well, we have found one thing. I, uh, did you listen to the episode with Lamb? We were talking. I, got to, I didn't get to the whole thing, um, but I was listening to it um, at work today. Uh, we were talking about running around. Uh, yeah. That part where we were talking about you and I, like learning. We're going to learn. We have so much learning yeah. to do about yeah. how's, what's going to be our things. You know, what's, and I think we've figured out one thing. We like to rant together. Yeah. <laughs> Lamb, Lamb usually just lets <laughs> me rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's needed in, in, in ranting is someone to stand by and support the rant and absorb the rant. But I like that. Um, absorb the rant. That's yeah. Absorb like the rant. Words. Yeah. I've been coming oh, up with some good. Be coming morning. up with some good ones lately. Yeah, I was, I was eating the all you can eat Mongolian barbecue with uh, Mike um, on was it Friday um, after the Gon show. We always go and do all you can eat Mongolian barbecue, and uh, we're sitting. He's telling me a story about um, like this. Uh, I think it was not a news story. He saw or just a, something that was going on in Germany, and there was these you know total right wing. Um, morons that were going to be trying to like go to this house with all these refugees um, and just you know intimidate them and be assholes Um, so what the like German media was doing was like we can't you know stop this from happening we're not going to get involved but what we we can do is let 
the public know what's happening. And so what the public at large did was they showed up in force and created like a human wall between the right wingers and the house of um, innocent refugees. And I just quickly said to Mike, I was like, you know what I call that? I call that the, uh, um, the people's taint because uh, yeah, because it was like the good space between the assholes and all the good shit. <laughs> and because where that came from was we were talking about how Hitler had named uh, um, the, the Beetle, the Volkswagen, you know, like he wanted the car. And it's the Volkswagen. Volks, Volkswagen is, you know, the people's car. People car. Yeah. And it's like now the most, one of the most loved, like Herbie, Herbie the Hitler, little Herbie, rising up above everyone, flying around, you know. It's, you better be careful with the people's taint because I was going to say that even before you said that. I'm all there's probably you know, like somebody in China, you know, the Chinese government might try to take that because everything in China is the people's blah 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 as it well. Is. Hey, I'm I'm not opposed to to sharing the taint with the people. Yeah, the Chinese people want some of their taint of the people's taint. <laughs> I taint I taint going to stop them. <laughs> uh, that's good. There's the bad joke for the episode, ladies and gentlemen. We have yes. a burp. We have a bad joke. We have qualified at least two of the requisites for this to be an episode of Random Badassery. Fire Thanks for it. coming by. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> All cylinders are being fired upon. This is a drive-by episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but oh, I got to send you this image right here. Okay, so um, where's the app? So there's, there's I was reading this article, and uh, it's... Basically, let me see if it's short enough. Maybe I'll read you a little clip of it. it says, police... No, I don't want to read the title because it kind of ruins it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, basically, they're telling us the, the story of a burglar. They, they say distraction burglar. By the way, let's start there. Have you ever heard of the term distraction burglar? No. At first, I, like I thought it was like a, you know, like a... He was like a productivity expert, right? Oh, you know, I'm, like, more th- I'm more thinking like a guy comes up to your door and he opens it or you open the door to him and he's just like, over here, hey, 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 over here. And it slips behind you. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, I, you know, I was thinking like, oh, he, he burgles your distraction. He must be. That's a great name for, you know, a life coach. Yes. He, he burgles your distraction. All right. I see where you're going. But no, apparently a distraction burglar is someone who, can I have this image, please? Click, click. Uh, sorry. Um, it's a guy that gets you to do something while somebody else goes in your house and steals your house. So this guy was like, we got to check your pipes. I was partially right. And uh, so while he's doing that, the other person breaks in. I'm sending this to you via text message. Um, So they had the person go in and do a sketch. And this is... (laughs) 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 And the title of the article, you know, it says, has anybody seen the bloaty-headed character? <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if whoever was doing this was distracted while doing it. So everybody, uh, you can oh, look wow. at the show notes. If you're if you're looking in Overcast, you'll be able to click and see the image. Otherwise, if you click through to the website, you will see. I'll, I'll put the link to the article too. Um, this is what it was compared to, by the way. <laughs> wow yeah i definitely can see that and, and the comparison that i've just sent him is one of there was a name for those kind of characters um it's just a, a little lego guy yeah the lego guys but there's a name for those kind of characters i forget what they're called um you know do you know matt you know uh 
you know, our Lamb and my friend Matt. Yeah. Uh, used to have a curly mustache, Matt. I try not to say people's last names. So I don't yeah, know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, he, I, he used a term one time. Like he, him and Brandon used to talk Legos all the time. And there was a term for those. I don't know what the hell they're called. But anyways, it basically looks like one of those. Especially if you... Maybe not the one that they get that I sent you the image of. But there are ones where you can put hair mm-hmm. on that little thing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's what that little Lego the yeah. dimple on his head is for. And that, by the way, this is not a joke hair, article. Literally, the police are walking around with that photo. That, with that photo, yeah. and that doesn't really ring loudly in the bells of confidence uh, for the police force. If you're like, really, officer, you're coming at me with this, especially in England, because this was they don't even carry guns over there, Northamptonshire. Well, the reason I say that is because the last time that I brought up a really funny article about something was about the police in England. It was in, in a different part of England, though. Well, yeah, I mean, um, they, they are there was a cop folk. on a trampoline during a drug bust. Perfect. <laughs> they're, they're, they're bobbies. I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's just, just a Brexit thing. Maybe maybe the I don't know. Maybe it's it's, it's like a venereal. Yeah. Doesn't Brexit sound like a venereal disease? Well, like, yeah. Oh, I've got a really bad case of Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> or, real- or or like a term for like uh, anal leakage, you know? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Brexit. <laughs> Slow Brexit. <laughs> I had eggs and trees over breakfast and I've had Brexit <laughs> all day. Ooh. Reminds me of, uh, was it, I think it was Tom Papa, he, a comedian. He had a, a joke about how vagina was just a terrible awful name for something so beautiful like <laughs> sounds like something you call in stick to work with yeah hello don yeah i'm sorry i got vagina it's all over my face <laughs> yeah the, we, we don't really need would you, you think about the words i was thinking about this the other day actually i was thinking about the word fart mm-hmm. as a, one does that's a weird fucking word <laughs> like who who puts those letters together and go that's a word i mean it's appropriately attached to something that you know is is ridiculous and funny as it is, but well, it, yeah, imagine I if think that was it, something serious, like, oh, this is the golden fart. Well, it was, I mean, it, someone posted, I saw something recently, it was like, is this food or is this art? I'm like, well, maybe it's both. And when you eat it, that's why it's called a fart. Ooh, it becomes esoteric. Yeah. It becomes abstracted. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it is a fart. Well, it depends on how much pressure it comes out with. It might be abstract. Mm, that's true. Yeah, it could be real. Uh, Jackson Pollock. I was just getting... Yeah, yes. Thank you. Jackson Pollock. Oh! Another one. <laughs> Welcome to the morning ever, show. <laughs> ever since you became a proud father of a dog, the dad jokes have just been raining down. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so natural. It's just so Lottie, natural. You. you know, it's, it's, it's the best someone can do that's not that witty. Right. <laughs> the witty people do the real jokes. The rest of us just muddle along as best oh, as yeah. we can. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, not really in a line of um, dad jokes, but in you know, in the realm of jokes. Um, so the Mike and I did our our gone show uh, on Wednesday, and this this month was almost ninety nine percent comedians. Mm. And not gonna lie, not. All of them are always that good, of course. Because, you know, a lot of times, majority of these comedians they're they're new, they're trying stuff out, and our show is not something you want to try out your material on. And not only 
Where before before you continue, explain explain why. Explain kind of what the show is. Okay, so right. So um the Go Go Gone show, which is called the Gone Show after a cease and desist order from Sony was sent because of another show that um slightly inspired or has similar um uh, format as ours. Um we it's a very cutthroat um, talent showdown where you have three minutes, 33 seconds to get up and um, exhibit your, your talent or whatever it may be. And uh, if you suck, then the judges, we have three judges, three quote unquote celebrity judges, judges, they will um, gog you if you suck and they don't like you. If the crowd doesn't like you, they will start chanting, go, go go, go. And then if they've influenced the judges enough and the judges agree, then they will gong you. If you make it to the three minutes and 33 second mark, uh, you then get a score and the winner gets $50 in quarters in a sock. Um, <laughs> now, uh, it's so, that, such it, a baby of Mike McGee. It's such a yes, Mike McGee baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, and it's been going great. You know, we've been doing it for like two years now. I will probably, um, Maybe almost three shit, um, but uh, yeah, it's so it it definitely um, attracts mainly comics. You know, we get number two would probably be um, musicians. Um, try to get more poets. You know, given that Mike is the poet laureate and poetry is his thing, and that's his baby. Former um, laureate. Right? Oh no, he's still no, he's still yeah, he's still yeah, he's still current. Sorry, I got him. Let's give the man the respect he deserves. I almost cut him by six months. Wow, Shit. horrible, Mike. Um, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you are, but I hope you're not. Um, I had my I had my moment like you had last week, not being yeah. able to Colin's name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay, continue. Balance. Balance. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, you know. It, Given the scene that we have in, in downtown San Jose, it's a majority is going to be comics. Odds are. But this week was a lot, just mostly comics. And there was one comic that I hadn't seen before. And it didn't help him either or any of the comics that all three of our judges are also comics. And this guy gets up and he's a younger guy. Um, you can tell that he's still figuring out, you know, his, his material. Um, Still getting comfortable doing it, working out his flow. But all of a sudden, he just started throwing in these phrases that everyone at first wasn't sure about and then realized that he didn't understand what he was doing. And the phrase that he kept throwing in was, I can't get any respect. I get no respect. Oh, and, no. He's danger feeling it. But he didn't know that he was danger feeling it. Mm. He, he honestly... Uh, because he started hearing one of the, the or two of the judges just start dying laughing. And he did, I think he responded to it with like, see, I can't get no respect. And so then I started dying laughing. And then a bunch of other people started dying laughing, but not laughing at him and his jokes and material, but laughing at the fact that this comedian is up on stage just completely not understanding that Rodney Dangerfield is a person and that's his thing. And he is like... And every time you say that, that's the only thing people will think of. Right. And you're like, hey, man, why don't you uh, cut off the, the danger field impression? Because you're not doing a very good one. You're, you're six foot six Indian guy. <laughs> and, you're, and, 
That's why it's important. People always say it's important to know your craft. And they think it has to do with knowing the rules. I always hear people say, oh, you got to know the rules. It's not just that. You got to know the history. Yeah, no. So that you I'm don't say you know, somebody else's shit. <laughs> no. Absolutely. And, you know, this is nothing against um, this guy. Like I said, he's, I could tell he was still kind of learning stuff. I hadn't seen him at our show before. So um, to me, he's new. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have been hitting up, you know, shows around. I don't go to any other, or there's so many you know, open mics and comic um, showcases and stuff in San Jose. It's impossible for me to make it to all of them um, and have time to do anything else. Um, but uh, you could tell that, you know, he had good ideas and he had stuff that he was working on, but it was just the fact that he was unaware of one of the most n- known and notable phrases in comedy by one of the most known comics. That's probably and, the only joke most people could tell you from Roger, Rodney Dangerfield. Right. It's not even a, a joke. It's like a catchphrase, right? Exactly. Just his thing, you know? That's his thing. Straight, straightening the tie. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I can't. No respect. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. Uh, talking about his doctor and... Ugh, it's terrible. Anyway, yeah, that was, yeah, that's one thing I always appreciate uh, about even like going going to the other comedians too. You know, like how it's how it's, it's tough. That's a tough game, and I never thought about it until I started listening to the Rogan episodes where he's talking to other stand up comedians. And I, you know, being a, a person who's never done stand up and never put much thought into like the actual craft of, oh, yeah. of it, I never realized it. And it's something I guess Seinfeld says all the time too. It's the only art form out there that you can't do without an audience. Absolutely. You, and, 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 and to clarify for anybody that doesn't know what I mean, like I'm not saying that you, you know, you can't be a comedian um, without an audience. That's good. I mean, that's, they can't be a stand up comedian with nobody in the room. That's kind of true too, but you can't learn the craft without sucking in front of an audience because that, that's how you, you know, that says, first of all, that's how you get good. You're like, yeah. oh, when I do this, oh, yeah. this is funny, this is not funny. You need the audience feedback to be able to learn the skill. But then you also, even as a professional, when you're good, you need it to hone your, your, your jokes. Like, okay, that joke, it didn't work. That means that I didn't get across what I thought was funny to those people. And it's not something you can do alone. So the chances of going to an open mic and seeing a great comedian are pretty fucking slim because most of the people crafting that stuff aren't really going to those open mics, right? Exactly. Or, um, sorry, the people who have it crafted aren't going. The people that are crafting are the ones that are going. Yeah. Well... I said it backwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just to make it more confusing. Yeah. Not 100% agree with that, but yeah. I mean, which is what, what I like about our show is it's not it's not an open mic. You know, it's not a come everyone's gonna sit there and be quiet and listen to what you have to say and courtesy laugh and no if you come up there and you fucking blow people are gonna start chanting go right away and you might get gonged right away one of the judges might not want to get up off the couch they might just grab the gong and throw it at the gong and get you out of there um you know, but if you and I were because, podcasting in front of an audience, we would probably get gone. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Like, 100%, stop but, talking, yeah. please. No. And that's the thing is, you know, because like part of what I, how I explained to you, like with me behind, you know, doing this is almost the same thing with when, uh, when Mike and I, you know, started doing the show together is, you know, I've been on stage 
plenty of times. I've been in front of lots of people and I've been in positions where, you know, I'm performing and, but as my personality and as being a guitar player, um, I wasn't a front man. I wasn't a singer. Um, I didn't have to really be like the center of it. You know, I could be up there. I could do my thing. I was part of it. We were all one as a whole, but it wasn't like me out there on my own, you know, really exposed. Um, and I didn't have to, I didn't have to make a guy on the pole. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I could have been, I might've been some nights I don't remember, but whatever. Um, I didn't have to talk and I didn't have to be, you know, out there and exposed, but, um, with this show, with, with the gone show and, and with this as well, it forces me to experience and put myself in the different mindset of, yeah, you know, me and Mike are carrying that show. Mike's carrying more of it. Um, as far as like, you know, the talking and the keeping the, the flow, but I, you know, if I'm not interacting and I'm not doing anything worth my presence being there, then there's no need for me to be there. Right. And um, the best nights that we've had are when, you know, I'm really feeling engaged and open and like I'm flowing and I'm clicking with Mike and we have, you know, the right kind of banter back and forth and we don't plan anything ahead of time. We don't sit there and try to script out like, all right, when this happens, we're going to talk about this and I'm going to say this and you react this way. No, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, it's a great comparison to this show because there's exactly, yeah, no, it's, li- it's literally the same thing we do here, except over there, you know, I might get a little bit more loud. Um, I'd probably be a little bit more drunk. Um, I've got horns and a whistle and uh, all kinds of nonsense and there's, distractions and there's loud people and um but yeah it it definitely and it's helped me kind of uh for the times you know in the past that i was you know performing and on stage and i did kind of like think oh what if i started talking right now it's like oh that was that was terrifying or that was crap um (laughs) it's helped remind me that you know it's not easy so like the guy i'm talking about doing the rodney dangerfield 100 percent loved everything he did and support it and am happy that he was there and can't say, would not say anything bad about what he did because it's not easy. And any of the people that came up there, anytime we've done the show and have not, you know, passed the round or, you know, got gonged. Um, it's easy for the people in the crowd to be like, Oh man, that was terrible. It's like, well, have you ever gotten up and done it? I, it's not easy coming up here and doing this. And we get so many people that come and it's their first time attempting comedy. Like that's, and that's terrifying and a horrible choice and show to come and do your first, because, you know, you never know what the room's going to be like, you know, some nights like last, um, last show, the, the crowd was, I mean, their attention span was when someone got up there and started doing something, it, the room went quiet. And they're like, what is this person going to give me? Am I going to accept it? Is it what I want? Nope. <clears throat> Get the fuck out of here. Um, or if they liked it, yeah. And, it, and that's that's what we want. And that's what we tell people. And that's, that's what we strive for. Um, obviously, we don't want any, you know, like hateful, you know, and really negative um, interactions and, don't want right. that kind you of vibe. Being no, no, yeah. We're not trying to break people down. We're trying to, because it's great that we've seen so many um, artists and um, 
comedians and um, acts like come back in the day, do poorly and then come back and just kill it and win. And, um, but also you've seen people come suck, get better, do really good, win and then come back. And then the crowd doesn't like him and they lose. And it's like, but but I won in the past. It's like, that just goes to show that that room, that show is so unpredictable that you need to come in and be prepared that it's going to, it's going to do something different to you. Seems like there's, you know, people love to do this, you know, there's two kinds of people thing and I'm about to do it right now, but it seems like there are, when it comes to performing, there are two kinds of people. There are the people who will go up and bomb yep. and go home and never do it again. And then there are people who come back no matter what. Yeah. Because, and those are the ones that I would love. Those are my heroes. Those yeah, are my I love heroes. Those. We, you know, there's a few of them. There's a few that I can really think of that come every time. And it's almost like, you know, it's like they're trying to get gonged. You know, it's like they're trying to get goad off the stage. And it's um, not because they're not trying to get better. Um, it's just, you know, they, they understand, I think. And um, they're just having fun with it. And they're understanding that, like, we talked about last time and that we've talked about many, many times before that. And I'll talk about it until I'm blue in the face until I'm dead is fucking life. Ain't that serious? You know, have fun. You know, we're, yeah. we're doing the show for fun. And it's like when people get bent out of shape and, you know, we've had people that got gonged off that show and we try to give them, you know, cause we have also like little, con, you know, consolation prizes. Usually we give everybody, or we try to give everybody a, a Capri sun and uh, we'll have some other, tchotchke gifts and random things like that you know if you're like you're really shitty you get a roll of toilet paper um <laughs> but uh we've had some people before where you know they came up and not understanding what the show was like don't come up and have this very personal like deeply personal thing that you're going to share and have mm. if be upset that if it doesn't get you know if, probably not the time for i was molested when i was seven poetry well, no, I mean, it can, but if the crowd isn't aware of, you know, if you don't really make it clear as to what this is and you don't sell it properly, like, I don't care what your message is or what your product is, if it's packaged wrong and not sold in the right store, the right people ain't going to buy it. Right. And so if you come up and you just kind of, you know, let, uh, which like your nerves shake you to pieces or whatever the case may be. You come up there and the crowd doesn't like it. Cause even if it was, if they were aware of what's happening, it might be a fucking douche crowd that night. And they're like, I don't want to hear this. Go can't hear you go. Like maybe you're not talking loud enough and the crowd's not hearing your words and they just hear you mumbling. Go. They're not going your words. They're going your lack of words and your inability to, you know, reach them. So we had this one guy, he, uh, I don't remember if he was, comedian or poetry or music or what he got gonged and it was pretty quick and you know sometimes you know mike and i will like you know make little comments little snide you know nothing serious just keeping the fun and the thing kind of the mood kind of light um like you know something along the lines of you know i don't know what happened but i don't want to hear any more of it um (laughs) Uh, and the guy like tried to give him like a Capri Sun or whatever and he like just stormed off and I think he started like mouthing off and just kind of like letting it get to him and we're like hey man you chill the fuck out I think someone else once even like threw something it's like we've had a couple people like melt down or have little breakdowns too sensitive for the stage but you know but it's (laughs) 
I guess, take themselves too seriously, like you said. Right. Yeah, things are too serious. Um, but in the same breath, I can talk about this one gentleman, older man, like older, like you, you're concerned with him walking around. You're like, are you all right? Like, doesn't the impact like your bones can withstand such a light step? Like, he's an older fella and um, well known poet um, in the area. And I only knew about him or found out about him by starting to do the show. But Mike had let me know that, you know, he's he's well known um, in the San Jose Bay Area poetry scene. He's been doing it a long time, obviously. And one of the earliest memories of the show, me doing it, I remember, is he got up and he does, his, you know, his poems and he's been writing them for years. And he's got a slew of them and they're all very personal and they're all about, you know, like a lost love or something like that. And But he's you know, your kind of quintessential, typical, frail, hunched over old man that when he gets up to talk in a loud, you know, jazz bar club like stretches, you know, if the room ain't quiet, you ain't going to hear this guy. And so he gets up there. He's got a very, you know, uh, and he's like, like a balloon being with the air let out of it. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Okay, come on, let's uh, quiet down, people. You try not to be too much. Like you try to f- uh, keep both feet, you know, kind of firmly planted in both sense of, hey, this is a crowd. Be you know, be vocal and be, but also not like, hey, guys, you got to be quiet. We got performers on stage. It's like we advertise it as being very loose and very like you know, kind of no holds bar, but also when there's stuff that's really happening. You know, like a teenager coming up talking about, uh, you know, reading a poem that she wrote, you know, for the very first time. And she's all kinds of nervous and scared, like, all right, hey, quiet down, everybody, give this person a chance. So we kind of, you know, we're not hypocritical about it, but we do kind of, you know, bend our own, um, bend our own rules. It's, you know, it's a, because yeah, you don't want it to be like a gladiator. Yeah. yeah. Like but only anyway. the brutalist people survive. Right. No, yeah, yeah. You know, we still give the artist um, and the artistry a chance to, to shine through if uh, we feel like, you know, the alcohol is flowing a little bit too much and the, the vocal level of the crowd is overbearing to the, um, to the show itself. But so this guy gets up and no one can hear him really. And, can't really understand what he's talking about, or maybe the judges just weren't digging his poetry. I can't remember what the judges were because we've had some in the past that are pretty, pretty ruthless. Um, especially if they're you know you have a poem uh, a poet up there and you don't have a poet on the on the judging panel. You know you just have either comedians or you know uh, hip hop artist or you know singer whatever. Um, but this guy got gonged. You know, this poor old man got gonged. And fuck, he started crying. You know, you see this, this this geriatric genius just bawling his eyes out, getting upset. Um, And he leaves. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, shit, did that really just fucking happen? And I'm like, oh, man, what the hell did did I sign up for? What the hell show is this? What am I doing? But he fucking comes back next month and... I, I, maybe he forgot, you know, I don't know what, what he's got going on right now in his birdcage, but he comes back and I don't think it was the time right after that, but he came back, you know, either regularly and fuck a few shows later, he ended up winning, you know, oh, like, then he even fucking, I think 
there was a either one of the female contestants or one of the female judges. Um, oh no, it was a contestant. She was up there. She was a comedian, and she was trying to. I think the sh- the, the crowd was kind of turning on her a little bit, so she's trying to be edgy, and I think she turned on that gentleman, and um, <laughs> that fucking guy jumped up and like started twerking. Or like stripping, <laughs> like strip teasing on her as best he could physically, um, and then like midway, like kind of stopped and like looked at her. Was like, you? I don't think so. You're not worth it. You know, like telling her like she's not good enough for him. Um, it was the greatest thing. Crowd erupted, went 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 crazy. Um, but you know, that's the kind of stuff that like, we've seen do with. So I mean, a guy like that, yeah, maybe maybe he he, for, he forgot that he got gonged and. He was so broken and upset about it, but he came. came if he didn't, for, you know, if he didn't forget, and he had that in the forefront of his mind, or in the back of his mind, or right around the middle of his mind, he still came back and and thrived um, multiple times. You know, if not winning, but getting really good scores and making it through, and you know, sharing his—that's the most important thing—sharing his poems with people. You know, and there's people that hadn't been to the show before and maybe you've come back a few times and still remember him, you know, like, Hey, where's, you know, where's so-and-so where's, where's he at? And they remember that. And, you know, with anything, with creation, with art and with these kinds of, um, you know, expressions of um, creativity is try to touch people, you know, that's the whole purpose of it. And every night people are getting touched, you know, and uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's not for everybody, but it's still getting, getting creativity in the forefront and helping, uh, push it and keep it alive. Um, and it's, it's doing really well. And I, I just like seeing it because we still get new people, you know, people that are now aware of the show and are like, well, I've never done this before, but I've heard about this. So I really want to do it. And they don't do well and they're excited about it and they're happy. You know, there's this one comedian just recently, I've seen her a couple times now. Um, she came maybe two shows ago. It's her first time trying stand up comedy. She knew what the show was about. She knew the risks. She didn't succeed, but she was fucking thrilled about it and was so happy and so excited after not winning and getting gonged, I think. And then coming back again and being so excited to jump up and do it again. And then, Again, not really doing that well. And then coming back and doing it again, you know, it's like every time you see her, she's bubbly and she's excited. She's hitting up. She's like, how many other shows are there? Where, where can I go now? And director to all these. And now I find out, you know, she's hitting up all these different comedy shows and she's trying to do something with it. And it's like, fuck, great. And one kid came up. He didn't, he started to do his thing and he felt like he was, you know, he got nervous and he just threw his hands up and said, you know, it's sorry. Never mind. He just walked off the stage. And I grabbed him. I was like, nah. I'm like, get back up there. You fucking do your thing. Everyone's like, you know, some people are down with it. Some people are not like, Hey, it's our fucking show. We do what we want. I want to hear this fucking kid. And then he, you know, gets this loud applause and he tells me later, he's or a few shows later. He's like, Hey man, uh, I'm going to move to LA and try to, you know, uh, pursue comedy. And, you know, you and you and Mike telling me not to give up that night and, um, to, you know, be a little bit more, uh, um, sure of myself and be confident and don't give up. Don't give up. He's like, that really stuck with me. And, I think I'm, you know, and it kind of just pushed him, and you know, so it's like, I will never take credit for anybody doing well on anything. Um, but it's nice knowing that, you know, 
the whole purpose of, because the whole thing downtown right now, San Jose is trying to, you know, the, the, the arts are struggling and it's not everywhere in the world or everywhere in the country. Um, but all I know right in front of me is in San Jose and it's always been a bit of a struggle, but recently it's been getting even worse and you have really great people. Um, and you've had them on the show, you know, Aaron, thank God with local color, um, having her and, and her team and um, all of the collection collective of artists pushing that stuff um, really, you know, and getting people aware of it. Um, it's not easy to do. It's not at all, you know, especially in a check in a tech like focus. Yeah. Area. And that's the, I think that's the main thing of why it's so hard in this area, because the people in this area, not all of them, you know, grew up here or from here, you know, they're, right. they're imports, you know, they, they fly in from other places and they've come from other parts of the, the country and the world um, to work here. Um, and so they're not aware of, you know, our, our tattered struggled history with the music scene and the art scene and all that. And it's like, well, a lot of these people have lost touch of like, well, what is art? You know, it's like, is it did, like they see a painting or, you know, a mural or whatever. It's like, Oh, art yes paint I, everything's digital in my in my world i forget right. about the real tangible oh this is look at the texture on that oh wow oh. and you need uh, those things to balance out something. yeah you know so like you it's know like having all work and no like personal life well it's, yeah, it's, all, it's either, ha- you know yeah it's having all code and no creativity and and, yeah. and no beauty and no just substance you know it's like an EMP can go off, you know, like I see these things, like there was a thing on Bitcoin yesterday on 60 minutes and, you know, it's just this like, it's like in Sweden or some shit. It's like three, looks like three ISIS bunkers filled with all of these servers and shit. And they're like, Oh, this is more powerful than the most powerful supercomputer there is. I'm like, so wouldn't that make this the most powerful supercomputer? Anyway, um, you know, it's like, like that's so what exactly is the definition yeah. of a supercomputer. Yeah, exactly. Is it, it's not super. <laughs> uh, no, this is this is. It would be a super, but I hadn't had them hold the sour cream. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like you have all these things running. You know, it's like this is what controls all of the Bitcoin and keeps the whole thing. It's like, okay, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, that's all running off of something. You know, like that's power. It's not powered by a, you know, like metachlorians from Star Wars, this energy field just floating around in the air. It's like, that's running off power. And the power goes, all that goes. Yeah, solar flares, which something way, something's going to happen soon. Right, exactly. So what you and I are doing right now, how we're talking, sorry, chief. This thing, we can this still thing. do it. We just have to make people go somewhere and listen to right. us. Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Wait a minute. You mean we have to like? But maybe without create, Game of Thrones, it'd you have be to create possible. a gathering. No. Oh. Since you guys aren't going to be watching Game of Thrones anymore, how would you like to come and watch Tom and Lamb and I just talk for three hours? Yeah. You got nothing else to do. Obviously. You know, going going back to what you were when we were talking about people going on stage, I think you know there's in the in the last few years there's been a lot of talk of um, failure being an important part of creativity. Absolutely, uh, but I also think that that's conflated in a sense because I think that's a piece of something else. I don't think it's that the failure is not inherent as so much as a failure is really likely because of the part that you have to have, which is you have to be vulnerable. 
In order right. to create, you have accepting to put yourself a in a vulnerable place. And, and when, accepting, yeah. When, yeah, when you're in a vulnerable place, failure is almost imminent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's possible. I can't think of anybody who's done it. It's possible mm-hmm. that somebody goes and starts creating and never fails. But I, I can't think of anybody that does it. But theoretically, I guess it's possible. Anybody that says that, that they, that they did do it and not fail, or they know someone that did and didn't fail. is probably lying. Or they're just not accepting, you know, they're not willing to accept something as a failure. Like, no, right, I didn't do as good, but I didn't fail. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that one before. I didn't do as good. Well, yeah, yeah. People threw tomatoes at you. That wasn't as good as yeah. the time when they la- when they laughed and they well, clapped. Call it a failure. The monkey well, was you- throwing shit at you from across the room. And that's you're right. That's not as good as winning an Oscar. <laughs> Unless the performance was the monkey throwing the shit that you win the Oscar for, you know who knows. I, I think that you know the the, the detective or the, the police officer that put together the bloaty headed um, portrait. Mm-hmm. He probably looked at it and said, "Yeah, you know, it's not as good as I did last time." Yeah, <laughs> I, but it's not. That's not a failure. It yeah. still looks like a person. Yeah, that guy's out there. He's got yeah, a big marshmallow head. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. So that's what that DJ guy looks like underneath his mask. Oh, that dead mouse? Yes. yes. No, Marshmallow. Oh, that's a DJ called Marshmallow? Apparently. Oh, see, you know something I don't know. Well, the first time I heard about that guy, me and... um and some of the guys went up to San Francisco to see um was it the bad DJ plus? Marshmallow? No, I think it was <laughs> I think it was the bad plus. Mm. Yeah, oh, I think, yeah. Radio head cover so good. Yeah, oh yeah. Um and we're driving through to get to the venue and um I don't know San Francisco all that well. I don't know what area I was in. I don't know what the place was, but there was nearby. There was we'll call a- it Northwest Gate. Mm, yes, Northwest yes. Gate Harbor. Ooh, I like that. Anytime you get to throw in the harbor, you gotta remind yeah. people it's on the water. Um, and I just, but I can tell that there's something else going on in this area. And um, I start seeing this. I see this one guy. And he's walking down the street, and he's got this fucking. It looks like, um, you remember this, since any of our um, listeners would know that are of a certain age and had McDonald's growing up in the eighties um, and nineties. Is during Halloween and you got a Happy Meal, you would get that little bucket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a pumpkin one. There was a witch one, and then there was a ghost one. This guy looks like he's wearing a very large one of those ghost bump buckets on his head. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, uh, what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I start seeing more. I'm like, what the shit is happening in San Francisco right now? Like, is this the purge? <laughs> I think the purge is happening right now. But it's like the fun purge. It's like the funny purge. You it's know? the marshmallow purge. <laughs> yeah. Is this the Canadian purge? A really polite one. Everyone's got a smile on their face. Um, but no, then I think I pulled my phone. I'm like, I have to find out what the fuck is happening around here because it looks like a rave, but then I got these weird blockhead dudes walking. Minifigs. That's what those guys yes, are Yes, they do have a name. There um, we go. Uh, I got a bunch of minifigs walking around here, but they're like ghost minifigs. What is happening? 
And then it's like, oh no, it's marshmallow. And I see a marquee and I'm like, yeah, marshmallow. <laughs> what the fuck is marshmallow? And then uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I got I to gotta dive deeper, you know, down into like we're talking about. It's like the, the wonder. I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to let the wonder carry on beyond the car ride. It wasn't going to be like, you know, like we're talking about, like, oh, I wonder where Tom Petty's from. It's like, I wonder who Marshmallow is. It's like, I'm not going to just let that linger in my brain and wonder about that forever and then go to the Bad Plus show and forget and just let think about it in the back of my head. Marshmallow, I wonder who that That's is. That's going to be like a mealworm that eats away parts of my brain. Yeah, and then you leave and then you go home. <laughs> and then I just go through my day for years and years and years just being like, oh, I wonder who Marshmallow was. And every time I see a bag of, of Jet Puff, or like the big marshmallows, just like, it just flashes me back to that street in San Francisco. No, I was like, I need to figure out the fucking marshmallow shit is. I think it's a DJ. All right, cool. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Dead mouse. Um, I'm looking at it before now. you. Yeah, it's like... No W, huh? I guess not. Because then you're really to be harsh in his mellow. Oh, my God. But, uh... Wow, that, that's interesting gimmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go for it, but I guess, you know, he's popular. Remember Buckethead? Of course I remember Buckethead. This guy wants to be Buckethead. He doesn't even want to be... Fucking uh, DJ Buckethead. I just dead mouse, almost danger moused it. You know that's that's how I'm starting to feel. Maybe I'm getting old. I mean, I know I'm getting old, but I'm yes, I know you are mentally too. Mentally getting old because I hear the name of these uh, mu- musicians and oh, whatever, Christ. and half the times I'm not sure if I'm being told a name or an object. Oh no, okay. So, so it's always what's a you know a Cardi B. I'm like, what's a Cardi B? You know, because you don't see it written. Somebody nope. just said it out loud. I'm like, what's yeah. a Cardi B? Yeah. And they're like, no, it's a person. Who's Cardi B? I'm like, oh. Uh, By the way, I still don't know the answer to that. But and then, but yeah, then there's all those like SoundCloud rappers and stuff that like, you know, how do you say that? <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce that many X's. That's you know the rappers like, are doing the X thing like the yeah. like the. Like the emo kids you were doing in, you know, the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. It's or, or that one, the one rainbow bright dude with all the tattoos on his face that I guess is a pedophile. Um, mm, I don't know who that is. I got to look that up. Yeah, rainbow bright pedophile. But, but he's like, well, maybe I don't want to search that. Yeah, careful how many. But yeah, I do use DuckDuckGo, but still, just in case, I'm not gonna. I don't know what DuckDuckGo is. I know DuckDuckGo is the big fuck you to Google. It's oh, right, a search cool. engine that does not track you. Fantastic. Um, no, they're still being tracked. Um, no, it's like it's like. Is your name sixty nine sixty nine? Is it six nine six nine? Because it's I think it's a six and a nine first, and then the word sixty nine or six. Nine, I don't know what it is. It's like numbers first, then the words, but of the same thing that was before it. It's like am I just repeating myself? Or you know, I know I sound like a fucking just a douchey dumb little white guy. It's like no, it's like. Eh. It hurts. What about that? What about the hardcore band, uh, Alexis on Fire? Is it Alexis on Fire? It's all one word. Alex Alexis is on fire. Yeah, Alex yeah. is on fire, which is kind of a better name. But apparently, according to Wikipedia, it's Alexis on Fire. That's cool. I think they should switch to Alex is on fire. That's what they should name the album. You know, add the spaces and just fuck everybody's heads <laughs> up. Which is it? We've been telling you for 17 years that our name is Alexis on Fire, and yeah. now put the spaces out and it says Alex is on Fire. Yeah. Like, case in point, I have a conversation right now on text message with somebody. And right now? Well, I, before this, and I just saw it. <laughs> before this, you know, before we started. And so I just looked to see like what the message was that popped up because it also popped up on my, on my computer screen. And it was, um, 
you know, the, the discussion of music. It's like, oh, like, what do you like to listen to? Blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, it's a girl. And the, and the question I got back from one of mine, my answers was, bust down Tatiana. Wait, wait, say, say that. Bust, <laughs> bust, bust down Tatiana. That one word or three? That's three words. Okay. And, and it's a question. So I initially took it at face value for what it is. I'm a literal person. And yeah, I just, I, I, yeah, I see that and I'm like, is she asking me to. Is, is, is bust a verb I, that she's asking from me? Well, I'm like, maybe, because all I said was like, you know, it, was, it was like a discussion of R&B music. And I was like, do you like R&B music? Yeah, if it's of quality, yes. And then the response to if it's of quality, yes, is bust down Satyana. So I'm thinking then it's like, all right, then you like it? Bust down Satyana. Give me some of your thoughts on R&B. I'm like, maybe that's what she's asking me. <laughs> we, need like a, we need Google Translator, seriously. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like, that's... By that's the way, the, that doesn't bring up anything when you search for it. Bust down Satyana? No. No? Are you sure? No, I I got uh, Fatiana on Pinterest. Um, I think it's lyrics. So the the song, I believe, is just called Fatiana. mm. By by Blueface. Now here's a picture. Oh, I see. That's Cardi B thingy. Okay, gotcha. That's not Cardi B. That's what this thing says in front of me. It says Blueface, Thothiana remix featuring Cardi B. That's the remix. Remixes don't count. Oh, maybe that's the bust down. No, it says right there. The first lyric. Wait, no, blue face baby. The first lyrics on the. Uh, I don't know if I. I, I love that people are listening to us argue yeah. about what we're searching on the. Yeah, right two, now, two live. Bearded, two bearded white guys are discussing <laughs> and arguing about Tatiana songs. Welcome to random badassery. No, the first lyrics right there. Bust down, comma Tatiana, and then parentheses. <laughs> Bust down, comma, Tatiana. Close parentheses. Now I need to know what the slang bust down means. Oh, what's that website called where you look up slang? Oh, Urban Dictionary. Thank you. Yeah. Urban Dictionary. Let's let's do a little search down. Oh, we could have fun on Urban Dictionary. Don't look yeah. up a pirate key. What if people are, are right now are just screaming out the meaning of bust down? Then good for you, but that's not the world I live in. Is it bust down or bust down? Bust. Bust. Okay, because something came up for bust down too. Um, bust you, down to Tatiana. Bust down to Tatiana. It's a, a derogatory term for a female. I don't stand for it. I don't care for it. Indicates that she is sexually promiscuous with no discretion. Simply a hoe. Okay. Well, that's R and B for you. Whatever. Not all of it, but some of it. Now I need to know what bust down. No, and it's in this kind of. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I... We're in a rabbit hole. <laughs> when you buy a Raleigh or expensive watch and add more diamonds to it after Raleigh, the purchase, Raleigh. bust down. Raleigh. Raleigh. Oh, Rolex. Raleigh. Yeah. Rolex. Raleigh. Come oh. on, bro. Why would you... Okay. Um, why would you change Rolex to Raleigh? It's the same amount of fucking letters. <laughs> <laughs> it's not short for it. R-O-L-L-E-Y. Guess what? If you change that Y to an X, you have Rolex. Because there's that con- that that <laughs> these days for for language and talking to be. Oh, it's thought. So thought, so, Tiana. Right. 
Yeah, I was, was typing in something else. God, man. Tatiana? No. No. Fatiana. If, that's what I was typing in. Fa with an F? No. Yeah. That's why I was getting some weird. Well, I'm going to go through this. This is weird. This is weird in general. But, but, you're, but you're bookmarking those weird pages. Oh, up, up YouTube, she, but it is bust down. That's what I said. You said T. Bust. T. Bust. Yeah, with a T. No, B-U-S-S. According nope. to this. It's yeah, not the lyrics I found, bro. Dropping it down or speeding that shit up. Bust down Thotiana. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the whitest conversation this of all time. This is the dumbest thing ever. But it's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm just going to spin my... my my bronze uh, Fisher's space pen in my fingers. You should do that. <laughs> and then our, and our beards will grow an inch and we will continue with the show. And who knows what direction we will go next. I don't know. Talk about, <laughs> talk I have about John Lennon's a piece of shit. Well, he's dead. <laughs> so he's some, so he's, he's, he's someone else lazy. He's something else's shit. He's at the very least lazy. That's, <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it pisses me off. You know, it's like uh, so many people are like, you know, John Lennon, the greatest voice of peace and musical genie. Okay, anytime like all this stuff has been going on, I, you know, with Alabama and all of the human rights issues and all the stuff that's happening, you get so many people posting stuff on social media. And again, taking social media way too serious. Yes, it's a good platform to reach people and get things said and all that, but it gets flooded by those that have a voice and don't need it to be heard by so many people. Um, and you start seeing like inspirational stuff, and I love it. You know, I love when people are trying to get inspirational stuff out there. Like, hey, man, everybody, we just need to we just need to forget about this stuff and just get back to like to, to what's important, and then post up something about like you know or video of like John Lennon singing "Imagine." It's like, all right. <laughs> You know that John Lennon was like a gigantic fucking asshole, right? He's a, he's a, and especially using it in this context, like with the whole women's right thing. You know, he was a, a vocal, proud, like abuser of women, correct? You don't, don't you know. don't, you, you know, I'm just like, people need to know this. <laughs> it's like before you start using, hey man, like we're all equal, we're all the same, we gotta treat everybody right, you know, it's all about love, you know. Uh, no, no man in order to be taking power over a woman's body. But listen to John Lennon, the, the man who would admit to beating his wife and cheating on his wives and treating his women like shit. It's like being kind of a contradictory. Uh, you need to do your research. Do your research <clears throat> a little bit. Not to mention, it's kind of a weird song when you yeah. actually look at the lyrics. Yeah. Like. Most people are like, oh, it's, it is a beautiful song. I will say sonically, it's quite beautiful. But there are some weird lyrics. Like, I mean, imagine there are no, no possessions. Yeah. Mm, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not super, like, possessive of my stuff. But at the same time, I also don't want to live in dirt and fucking not have my own underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about underwear because I just got my first pair of me undies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're not an advertiser, but I wanted to know. I wanted to try my junk have to in these things. <laughs> I've been doing, like I was saying in the episode with Lamb, I've been going on these long walks, and what I got right now is just not handling the goods. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so I wanted to try these MeUndies. I got this awesome octopus print. 
I'm down with that. Yeah, it's all right. I would put a picture up, but I don't want you guys to know. That what I look like in my underwear. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried them on yet. I'm going to try them on tomorrow. And give just like looking at them? But, <laughs> but, uh, well, they just came today. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to like... I wasn't like a little kid where I'm like, I have to take off the underwear I'm wearing now and put on these new ones right now. <laughs> Can I wear these out of the store? Although I did think about it. Um, but, you know, um, I, I was kind of an interesting thing. I've been thinking about this... Um, it's weird. Have you ever you ever gone to their website? By the way, they're no. anybody no. listening. They are not paying us any money. I wish they were. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if these underwear are comfortable yet. Okay, maybe if we talk about it at the same length that we talk about bust down the Tatiana, we might. No, I'm gonna get... I'm gonna bust down this octopus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the on the website, so you, you know, there's like a. I'm just gonna go into the men's stuff. Obviously, I didn't look at women's underwear because I don't wear women's underwear. But. Uh, oh, there are four different styles. You know, you got these uh, boxer briefs, boxer briefs with the door, which I don't understand people who don't want the, the dong door. <laughs> you're, just, you're just talking about the opening, right? Or yeah, no, the, the, the hatch in the front, you know, not the top where you put your, your body into. I mean, right. the part where you, you poke out your pecker. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. The, pee, the pee-pee hole. Yeah. Um, some of them don't have that, and I hate that. I hate that because I, I use the door. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to be the guy in the public bathroom who has to pull his pants around his <laughs> to his knees to take a leak at the urinal. <laughs> I I can't imagine. I mean, I'm I'm not a pee hole user. Um, I'm a I'm a drop it down below everything, and but it's like I've never needed to pull my pants down below to my knees to do that. <laughs> I've seen to do that. I say it because oh, I've, no, seen I've, it I've seen it in the bathroom. I mean, <laughs> not little kids. <laughs> I, I, the last time I did it when I was a little kid because I didn't know any better. So, oh, I don't have to pull them all the way down. This stuff's elastic. It moves. Mm. No, no, I, yeah, you're stretchy. Right. I have, I have, don't let go of it too fast. Oh, God, that's the worst. It uh, is. That's why I don't like it. But it only happens every so often. And it just, you know, reminds you you're alive. Uh, yeah, you know. I like my jewels. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not going to take them off. If you are, you've got some crazy Chernobyl boxers. Um, but, uh, no, I, yeah, you're right. I, oh God, I have seen um, some grown ass men in a public bathroom, full on, you know, special needs in it. Just yep, ass ass in the air. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you really think that that's? I just turn around and leave. I'm like, I could piss later. But I don't even. I I, I couldn't. I, I don't even but, think I could control my urine because I would be laughing. If I had to stand next to the guy, I don't know what I would do. And what? What? I, I, and people, we're not making fun of special needs people. We're talking about no, normal people. Yeah. Well, that, that, that are doing normal. things. Or if you want to use the word normal, we're talking about people who are not obviously uh, or uh, not apparently um, actually special needs. Average people. Joe walking doing in something that somebody the public bathroom dropping would, his pants all the way down to his yeah. knees. A norm, normal quote unquote normal average yeah. average is the word average grown man doing something very unaverage. Yeah, I mean, it's very uncomfortable. I'm trying to think of the. F- it's like the guy who farts and then groans when you're when you're peeing next to him. Oh, it's, a, it's okay to fart in the bathroom, but dude, do not give it the sensual groan afterwards. The, mm, the release, and then you're like, "Can I just can I cut this off in the middle and leave?" <laughs> I have to breathe in this air. Uh, um, so anyway, the women the equivalent of that. I have to come up with something. Um, so, anyways, 
besides the hatch thing. So I'm looking at it and I'm I'm trying to figure out there's two pricing. You know, it's like normal pricing. It's like 20 bucks um, and then 16 bucks for members. And I'm like, the fuck? Is, what's a membership? <laughs> so now I got to know and I'm looking. So you can sign up for a membership and they will send you a new pair every month. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm like, that's fucking stupid. And then I started thinking about it. <laughs> How... Say okay. Say you get to a point where you have uh, seven pairs. No, we'll go a little bit further. Eight pairs, right? You've got eight pairs of me undies, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to take you eight months to get there to where you have them, right? So now every time you get in a new pair of me undies, you throw away a pair of the other ones, right? So now you get down to where you just have the me undies. Well, you're talking talking about genociding out your. Your other yeah. ones, right? Yeah. But then say you get to the end. Say you go 12. You're like, I'm going to have 12. Because nobody keeps just seven pairs. You need a couple extra, right? Of course. Because um, nobody does laundry every seven days always. So you go, say you go to 12 pairs. We'll just say onesies. So when you get to 12 pairs and you're like, I only want 12 pairs of underwear, mm-hmm. you can just throw away the first pair you got and keep the next one. So you're always going to have fresh underwear. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, this was designed by probably a very smart woman or gay man who looked at their partner and said, why do your underwear have holes in them? <laughs> because mm-hmm. most men left to their own devices will wear underwear until they can't put them on anymore and then go buy new ones. <laughs> so I said, wait, a I, do I want to be that guy? No, I don't want to be that guy. So I signed up for the damn membership. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna yeah, see. Why not? Screw it. You can get socks too. So I was like, you know what? I'll do yeah, the same thing with some socks. socks. They got they got socks. They got onesies. Yeah, if you got twelve a... pairs though, that means that you, every year you can have something fresh. Do you think how much you're gonna wear your underwear in a year? They might be worn out in a year. Yeah. And I maybe the, I won't want to wear octopus anymore. I love the, the the modeling, like the poses they're having. Some doing. of those girls are very attractive too. Well, I was just looking at the men's stuff right now. Oh, sure you were. <laughs> Oh, walked oh. right into that one. No, the way they've got these guys, like... Uh, oh, now I have to go to the website. Everybody... Oh, everybody I, thought you, I thought you were on the website already. No, no, I was ex- I was giving you my experience when I ordered them. <clears throat> I was I reminiscing. I'm going to the website. Everybody go to okay. me. So it's all, oh, it's dude, they got stuff for dogs. Do they? Yeah, they got the extra goodies. They got buddy bands. It's oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a... It's just a, a Oh, those octopus on the front page are the ones I got, by the way. Dang. Were those yeah. octopus those two are wearing? No, on the front, the home home page. It says octopus is right next to it. Big letters. Oh, I'm waiting for the home to Anyway, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. I'm trying it out. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on my chonies. I like this guy's tattoo. He's got nothing else on the front of him except right around... It almost looks like a third level. nipple. Belly button, belly button level. Not all the way on the side, but right on the front of his obliques, between his abdomen and his oblique, right under his nipple. The well, not right under, but yeah, you know, in okay. line, in line, yeah. Is um, Smokey the Bear? Yeah, a portrait of Smokey the Bear, and nothing else around. No context. It's, He's got, it's like I need Smokey right. It's a weird placement. That is that is. He's got his Nana. Memorial tattoo for his nana on his. We're, right we're now we are now analyzing the tattoos of. Well, I've just, oh, wait, hold on. I'm zooming in. I'm zooming in. <laughs> I see praying hands and a crucifix. No, no. 
Smokey's got a smoke in his mouth. Now it makes. Oh, sense. he's got a doobie. Yep. Smokey. Now I get it. Now I get it. That's fine. shame on you, Smokey. You know smoking is bad for you. He's not in the woods. He's on this guy's stomach. He's fine. That's where he shits. <laughs> it's not where he's smoking. He's smoking on that guy's chest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the strangest episode of all. Is. I right. like it. I love it. It's good. <laughs> Me too. We're we're finding our own our own place. <laughs> yeah, you world. know, telling telling people to bust down Tatiana, Flo- uh, not float bloat head man. Yeah, I'm shitting on <laughs> shitting on John Lennon and his bullshit. You know, he wanted to sleep with his mom. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, the man was. But that's a, not- that's. A, it's a, you also have to remember, though, that that was filtered through a time when everybody was trying to apply the Oedipus complex to everything. So you I don't suppose. know if that's necessarily true. Well, it, it was him in his words. I really trust it. I don't know. No. <clears throat> I have this huge book that someone gave me, this huge John Lennon biography. I have never read it. I should read it. Oh, and it's, I could doing, you know. it's not doing any good just sitting there. Read the damn thing. Well, I have like you know, a thousand other books his... that are doing the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. And all you're it's gonna just, just a find out. You're just gonna find out that everyone's sanctified hero is really uh, sanct- sanct- uh, sanct- what's the sanctimonious. Yeah, whatever. Sanctimonious bastard. You're a piece of shite. Um, well, if yeah. you dig deep enough on everybody, we're all pieces of shit. Oh yeah, no, that's that's that's, I mean, the that's, beauty of that's being human. Good. But I just <coughs> sorry, getting over it. Sinus things with a cough pops up so often. Um, I got the TB. Um, got the black lung paw. <laughs> oh, so great today. I, one of these, you know, inspirational folk that I follow on Instagram, they post a picture of their dog. I was like, oh, look at that dog. He's like, he's doing like the dog blue steel. And uh, like, oh my God, yeah, no, he hates this picture being taken. So I quickly took that picture, screenshotted it, edited it, put it on Zoolander's body. And then sent it to them <laughs> within minutes. And I have to say, I'm fairly proud of my ability to quickly and easily and pretty uh, sometimes believably create these like photoshopped, you know, usually it's my face on someone else's body or some other thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it brings me joy. It's simple. It's stupid. It's small. But I know that I've some random person I've never met in Texas was just either it's a risk because you're like either they're going to be creeped the fuck out that this stranger on instagram is like <laughs> sending them a photo of their dog as like in Derek zoolander or i just brighten their day and that's my main goal it's because i'm like if i can make this person laugh that i don't know and yeah they're they, they've helped you know me brighten my day plenty of times with their their awesome shit that they do so you know it's if you don't want people replying to your stories, don't don't allow there to be don't replies. Don't post them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've had I've had plenty of people that I just stopped following because it was like <laughs> there's there's the it gives you the ability to react like quickly and simply to people's stories. And if you put something up there that's goofy and stupid and just kind of whimsical and useless, yeah, you're gonna get a equally useless, goofy, whimsical response if I feel like it because the option's there and you put it out there and then don't be, don't get all like, I can't believe he responded to me. What is, uh, what's wrong with him? It's like, uh, nothing. I don't know, but, 
I don't like you anymore. So I'm going to stop. Uh, I'm gonna it's kind of like time for. people getting pissed off about uh, misspellings on Instagram. Well, that or, shit pisses me off. Like, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Tough shit. Yeah. No. You know, it's like, it, what's what, what's great to me is that putting up the stuff for the podcast and on the website. Almost every time I post something, something's misspelled. Of course, not, it's going to It's not because I'm illiterate. It's because... No. <laughs> shit fucking happens. It's because um, I'm in a hurry almost yeah. every time. <laughs> I, am, I, I can't think of a time that I've posted something on the internet and went, hmm, let me sit and contemplate. Yeah, I'm going to sit back. A while. I'm going to light a candle. I'm gonna reread this. I'm gonna mm. do it in a voice. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in my Stuart Smalley voice. Yeah. Uh, no, I hit every, send and then go, whoops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every fucking time. I think <laughs> of that scene in South Park where uh uh what's his name? I think it's Stan's dad is he's a he's a yelper. So he sits back in his den. The lights are dim, and it's like a he's writing these long, long restaurant reviews. As if he's writing like a, a a critique of a book or a novel, and it's just he's got his uh, his smoking jacket on and his fucking his afghan and all that, and it's <laughs> he's taking it so seriously. <laughs> you see him like sit back and just put his fingers together and his hands up. He's like, mm, yes, it's perfect. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know I always I that is the internet you. that episode is everybody on the internet me you if you're on the internet that that fucking show shows everything that I ever say about how useless and stupid and just insignificant everything that happens on the fucking on your fucking phone on Instagram on Facebook on Google on Duck Duck fucking Goose your fucking face off um it's it's. <sighs> Do they still do that thing on? I know they they do it on, on Yelp, but on on Amazon where it's like top reviewers. Maybe I don't know. I don't use Amazon. Uh, I okay. So maybe I'm wrong. I'll so, so I'll go with Yelp. We'll just say Yelp. I know they definitely have top Yelpers thing, and it's like writes the best reviews. All that I can. I mean, I can kind of understand where it's like. Yeah, you want to encourage people to write useful reviews. You know, like this restaurant, they they serve this kind of food, blah, 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 or whatever. You know, there's rats in the rafters. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but I could never figure out. You know, I did think about it for a little while with with like um, Amazon where I'm like, no, if I'm going to do a review, I'm not going to be the guy who does the one sentence. I'm going to make, I'm going to be the person that does a careful review. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, why? Yeah, nobody wants to read that. What do you get by being a top Yelper? Like, do they send you like free food? Probably not. Free restaurant, you know, like come to this. Maybe you do. I don't know. Just quit uh, putting a database of being a massive fucking douche. It's so different than like, uh, you know, like being a food, food, feud, feud, a food feud. reviewer. A feud reviewer would be good. Like, this guy was fighting that guy and he <laughs> his brother. That's called being I a know. witness. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. That shit ain't fun. You've been a that feud fuck, reviewer. That that motherfucking defense attorney. He pulled up some pictures off of MySpace that I didn't even fucking know existed. <laughs> you say you don't drink, Tom sir. In his in his underwear. See the hole. Yeah. He yeah. should have got a new pair. Yeah. He wasn't wearing his Mayundies. He did not become a member. No, he did not. It, he, he the, the waistband on those things is so 
so stretched out. You <laughs> could put the- it on a one on a on a little Lego man's head. <laughs> yeah, no, the fucking guy. Yeah, no, I was real quick. I was uh, back in the day. Me and a bunch of my friends were hanging out at Goose Town down downtown, or mm. just not skirts of downtown at Willowglen. Um, and I wasn't much of a, you know, I mean, I'm not much of a drinker now, but I wasn't much of a drinker at all back then. Um, and it was very rare. And if it was, it was like, you know, a few beers just, just because, you know, for taste. Um, but we're, we're hanging out there and all of a sudden, you know, some fucking raucous starts happening around the, around the corner in the parking lot. And I pop around and we're all watching. And it's one guy's total typical fucking bar douche. He's, fighting trying to fight some other dude and all of the friends and the, the girlfriends and the, the wives and the mothers and everybody's around they're all trying to like you know create like a looney tunes ball of arms and legs and bullshit and there's one older lady off to the guy's side and she's like trying to help you know break it up and he just like straight fucking just cold cocks her right in the fucking temple to the ground to the ground and so everyone's like oh fuck and they all start like trying to like his crew and his friends and family and i'm, I'm talking like a mixture of people like you knew it was like a, a parents and their kids and family friends kind of situation because there was a mixture of 20 somethings 30 somethings 40s and 50 somethings um all looking like they were at a, a wine festival or something earlier in the day a smorgasbord yeah you know a little bit of everything and uh they, you know, they, they, they take the guy, you know, they drag him. Oh, we got to get out of here. We got to go over here. And they like, take him across the street and he walked right by me. So I got a perfectly good look at him. Um, he was bleeding from you know, over one of his eyes and he's wearing a white shirt and he had shoes on. There was his right side. You know, I saw it all go down and I wasn't drunk. I hadn't had anything to drink. I was always the DD back then. So the cops show up and I'm like, yeah, I saw the whole thing. Told him what happened. And then uh, sometime later, I get called in as being a witness. You know, this lady had found out. And I guess, turns out, I was friends with, um, like, one of her daughter's friends. I went to school with her. So they found out, like, that I was connected to him and knew him and all that. And so they reached out to me personally. were like, hey, would you be a witness? And this guy's trying to say all oh, this lies and this bullshit, bullshit, whatever. I get called in. I go down there and I don't really take it all that seriously. I fucking ride down there on a motorcycle. I look like a fucking piece of shit. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm wearing a dirty white t-shirt and a leather fucking jacket and, you know, just your typical fucking, look at this asshole thinks he's something. Um, I go in there and the, they sit me in this little room. They're like, oh, okay, we'll bring on it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I go up and it's just not at all like entertained with the whole, you know, dance of, um, you know, courtroom fucking bullshit back and forth and, and just like say it out straight. We all know this guy hit that lady. I'm not the only one that was there that saw this. So I sit down and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I saw that guy hit that woman and this is what happened. This is where it was. Yada, yada, yada. He was bleeding over his, um, they're like, which eye was he bleeding over? I'm like, I think it was his right eye. Like, would you be surprised if I told you it was his left eye? I was like, no, I guess I just got things. Maybe I was just busy distracted by watching a six foot something douchebag punch a fucking defenseless five foot fucking woman knock her to the ground and break her arm oh, that's one thing i forgot he fucking broke her arm jesus so i'm like maybe i was distracted by that aspect but um would you 
be surprised if we just agreed on the fact that he was bleeding over one of his eyes, you know? Um, and he, you know, and the fucking guy's like, you're like, that wasn't the most important detail. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I got the eye wrong, but he was bleeding. Hmm. Laws of reason deduct that, uh, I was correct, but just, uh, slightly mistaken. Anyway, and he pulls out one. He's like, so uh, I see him holding a piece of paper in his hand. I was like, where the fuck is he going with this shit? Because I kind of recognized what he was holding. He's like, Mr. Woodrum, you say you don't drink. I was like, yeah, I'm not much of a drinker. He's like, uh, oh, is that so? He's like, yes. He's like, do you recognize this photo? And he turns it around. And it's a picture that I had posted on MySpace. This takes you back to when, how long ago this was. I posted on MySpace with me and Bo Roulette, Drew Roulette's brother. Yeah, um, we had all been hanging out in Los Gatos one night, and it was one of the few times, you know, where I was like, oh, "I've got a hair up my ass. I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to go find Drew, see what he's doing, hang out in Los Gatos." <laughs> and it's like a picture of me and Bo standing there. We have a Corona in our hand, and I might have a little bit of a, a rosy complexion on my face. I don't know. It might have been <laughs> a long day. I'm not sure, but uh. You know, and I had left the caption on the photo of how many is that? He's like, Do you recognize this photo? It's like, Yes, I do. He's like, And uh, what's that in your hand? I'm like, That would be a corona, sir. He's like, And the caption reads, How many is that? And he sits down. <laughs> like, I rest my case. I am the best. And I'm like, Okay. And then the prosecutor stands up, he looks at me, and he's like, Did you ever say that you've never drank? No. Were you drinking that night? <laughs> no. All right. He sat down. That was about He's it. like, like I just yeah, put mine just, on the table. Yeah, it's just like Jesus Christ. He's like this fucking idiot. Um, but I mean, I, I never heard. I never heard the end of it though. I, I don't know what actually ended up happening with you that. You never find out. It's kind of fucked up, huh? Well, dude, I've got. You know how many? Too. You know how many like charges I have pressed against people from working downtown? Oh, I don't shit. know what fucking. I, I had some fucking dumb drunk chick walking like a zombie all over the fucking property like literally zombified like uh, uh. people are coming running up to me dude there's some fucking chick outside i don't know what the fuck's wrong with her i find her she's i went back later and saw the video and like surveillance video and she was all over and this is a large property she's all over the place she fucking vomits all over face all over herself falls face down jesus on the floor and then is like trying to fight me. Then she starts trying to fucking knee me in the balls and then she tries to punch me. Then she does punch me right in front of like this whole like nice little maker's market. You know, it's all these little arts and crafts ladies and guys and they're there. They're, they have their wares and they're trying to sell them and it's supposed to be a nice little weekend. And so you got this drunk, then you got this, yeah, then you got this drunk, um, like power lifter chick, uh, just, on some, they had to have taken something because I watched what they drank. They didn't drink that much to be this fucked up. Her her buddy was. I found him first, face down in the bathroom in a public bathroom where the floor's covered in shit and piss. Oh, he's, he's face down between. He's face down between the toilet and the wall, with his head in the corner and his hand resting in the water. Oh man! And I'm like, bro. I know what I've done to that toilet while I'm at work. And I know what other people like. We got homeless people that come in and use this like as a bird bath. I don't yeah, know what you, they do in here. You have hepatitis A. <laughs> you have them all. D and I don't know what right you got now. going, but you know, had to have the fire department, everything come down. 
And then it was just this mad, you know, fucking issue. But, you know, I got press, charges pressed against her. Oh, the great thing about that story is I was trying to be tactful. You know, I'm like, I don't want everybody seeing, oh, look at the fucking asshole with the beard and the fucking high and tight haircut, you know, tackling the poor, you know, defenseless girl. It's like, well, she just tried kneeing me in the balls and punching me and she's all fucked up and there's something wrong with her and oh now she's punched me in the mouth so i literally just like bear hugged her and fucking pinned her against the fence until the um, cops and the fire department were able to come and get her but because it was on property because i was working i had to press charges on her so the cops have to take a picture of the injury and i'm like well there's not really an injury she just kind of popped me in the mouth so they had to take a picture of like the inside of my lip oh jesus while this was happening I was looking around to kind of see, you know, survey the scene, see everybody's like, cause it's this whole big thing. Now there's cop cars, there's a fire to truck and there's all this, ambulances are showing up. They're carting dude out from the front door. They're putting this chick and strapping her down. Cause she's irate. It's like a bath salts or whatever. Um, but I, I looked over to my left and I see this face sitting on a bench and I thought I recognized it. And I was like, Oh, that's that might be one of, you know, like, oh, that might be one of like Matt's friends or Eric's friends, or I may have met them at a at a show or something. I gotta figure, I don't know. I'll, I'll see who it is later. And then the whole thing's done. And probably about an hour later, or 45 minutes later, I get a message sent to me through Instagram of, is this you? And it's a Instagram screenshot, you know, of somebody's page of a post. And it's me having the inside of my mouth photographed by a cop and it's from behind me. And then I'm like, oh, apparently, you know, this person's friend or, you know, someone they know, they just happen to be at the, I mean, it's, you know, it's a big, it's like one of the biggest places to go to downtown. So of course there might be someone, you know, a friend of a friend or acquaintance. Right. Of course there might be someone there. And then I go back and look at it again. I'm like, Man, who is this friend of theirs? They got 13,000 likes on this fucking photo. And then I I see the name. And I'm like, I've heard that name before. Chris D'Elia. Oh, I know that name too. Yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah, okay. This fucking guy (laughs) was doing a show at the Improv that night and just happened to be hanging out at at my work and sees this whole thing go down. And feels the need to take a picture of me getting my mouth photographed by a cop. And then he posts, he posts it with the caption of, uh, here's a picture of a man getting the inside of his mouth, like, or instead of a cop taking the in, a picture of the inside of another man's mouth for some goddamn reason. And then the comments on that were absolute gold. Cause you've got like, oh, good Lord. you got one, you know, people that don't know, you know, that are just fans of Crystal. He'd be like, maybe he's looking for his wife's pubes. Or uh, <laughs> one guy had said something like, uh, you know, um, the big one was like, it's probably gang tats. Yeah, they've got to document them when they, when they arrest gang members. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of gang members, white, white gang members with yeah, long beards. Wearing a Patagonia jacket. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but then there's people that are from San Jose and had been to the market and I've had to deal with and I had to kick him out or whatever. Or there wasn't my friend, Austin, he worked with me. He also had a beard, um, has a beard still, but, uh, he, he, uh, 
you know, we, you don't make friends when you like are a manager of a place and you have to like kick people out for being drunk, you know, on like really raucous nights. Um, so you have these people like that's that fucking bearded douche that fucking kicked us out for doing this and doing that. Yeah, I bet he's doing this. I bet he's getting in trouble for that. Maybe he's getting arrested for being a douche. I'm like, <laughs> all right, it's like oh, so many and, fucking. Like, and that's I, why I am not on social media. No, yeah, man, but it's like that's the funny thing that happened. I let it's those like, conversations live in their own world. Well, I didn't. You know, it was great. Like, I didn't get involved. I did post a comment with <laughs> just directed towards Chris himself, being like. Hey man, if you wanted a picture with me, you could have just asked. Um, <laughs> he didn't respond, um, but it was just funny because I usually don't like read comments on like you know you go on YouTube and you're just like oh, I don't want to read the these. Like I don't want to read. That's like anything. asking someone to shit in your mouth. You know, like I don't on Instagram posts if I see some sort of bullshit and it's like you just see people like you know Tom Morello posted something the other day um, about you know something really like heartfelt. And I think it had to do with like in response to. Uh, the abortion thing and all that. And some guy just made this fucking just total, just uncalled for comment that goes back to what we were always saying, you know, what we were saying earlier about you shouldn't have a voice that should reach the people that it does now. Like there's no need there. The universe and the world is not better because you just said some for, some sort of horrible thing about fucking Tom Morello's fucking great grandma or grandma. Yeah, because you has, just ejaculated racism or whatever. All yeah, it's like, like, what did you think was going to be accomplished and what part of our lives do you think you made better or were going to change? We didn't. You know, it's like I try not to read those things and get into them and I definitely don't fucking respond to them. Um, and it was good because... <laughs> some of these like Mike I'm not going to take this shit personally because these people don't I don't fucking know these people they don't know me all they see is the fucking side profile of me glorious shot of my underbeard and um, <laughs> the, the the rare and 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 much much appreciated underappreciated underbeard yes the underbeard you know it's like it's like the taint of the face yeah the taint face I like it you know, I actually have a story of uh, witnessing someone um, getting their ass kicked in a bar. Oh, not getting their ass kicked, but being assaulted in a bar and having to be a witness in court as well. Man, I could talk about that for hours, but you, I would like to hear yours. I watched a man hit another man in the face with a chair and split his forehead open. Fantastic. He was, the guy who got it hit was a foot and a half across the table from me. Oh, I was literally looking at him when it happened. <laughs> He's fine. I saw I he saw lived. his face become chair. I, I didn't really know the guy. He was somebody else. Um, he was a, f- a friend of a friend, and they had just sat down. And I don't, without going into the whole story, basically, he had words with this guy. This guy was being kind of a douche. That was like two tables over. We're we're an outdoor patio. Katie Bloom's Campbell mm. um, outdoor patio where there's a short wall. What is that? Like a one. One foot, one, one and a half foot wall. Yeah. Um, guy walks around the wall, boom, and then leans over, grabs a chair from our side of the wall because he's on the street and picks it up and crack, cracks the guy right in the face, like right no, in front of me. For no reason? No, they were, they were having words. Oh, they were, okay, okay. They, the guy was being a douche and the guy, the guy who hit, got hit in the chair didn't really, I mean, he didn't really say that much. It wasn't like that. What I mean, it's like, usually sometimes when I hear it's like having words, it's just like, Hey man, like what's your deal? It what's wasn't, your, you know, it wasn't like, much above that to be right. Honest. Yeah, so pretty much for nothing. And uh, so, anyways, they, you know, obviously he he and his friend got arrested. Um, so 
as one does. Well, he ran, which is a whole different part of the story. So <laughs> don't run. Not then. He ran after he got arrested. <laughs> he ran on bail. Um, he tried oh, to hide. wow. Yeah, it took them a long time to find him, actually, like almost a year. Man, you uh, have the whole story. But anyways, uh, so I go into court, and I'm sitting there, and you, same thing, where the defense attorney, they don't really have much to work on with these things, so they're really stretching. Yeah. Oh, no, he, it's... He didn't pull defense, any photos defense up of, for me, but... Yeah. Defense of guilty people is always uh, a stretch. Is, uh, um, sir, can you, can you please tell me um, who you saw with the chair? And I looked over at the vents table. I'm like, the guy right there in the orange jumpsuit. <laughs> it's like, pretty obvious. That guy is probably. And he's like, how do you know it was him? I'm like, oh, because I saw him hit the other guy with the chair. And then I watched the police put the handcuffs on him. and put Which are now handcuffing him to that, that chair. He likes chairs so much, he's now become part of chair. Like, how are you sure that's the same person? Oh, I'm a, because I'm pretty sure that the police didn't arrest the wrong person in front of me. <laughs> Which guy was and it? I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. There was only four I, people on the patio. And I don't know what uh, what kind of idea of jail you have, but it ain't like the baby uh, section of the hospital. You ain't switching up prisoners. Yeah, it's, it's this isn't you know this isn't the fugitive. He didn't he didn't escape on the bus and then. Right. You know. Anyways, it's so, not face off. Yes, it's not. It's not like that. You know, they don't... Oh, he doesn't have a mysterious twin brother either. <laughs> oh, that's the best we see on, like, Live PD or, or cops or something. I'm like, we pulled this guy over before. Yeah, I've dealt with him in the past. Yeah, he's got a twin brother, though. And he always tried to lie and say that it's it. <laughs> and they pull the guy. It's like, what's your name? Duh, Jeff. Like, what's your... Uh, what, what what address are you living at now? Uh, the, the one on my ID. I don't think this is him. And I look up, pull up the picture, like... What's your name, man? And it's like this 45-minute thing of like trying to prove. It's like, okay, we don't think this is you. We're going to arrest you. You're, you this, you're, you're your brother. You're, you're not you. You're you. Do you, you. Have, do you like, have colitis? Do you suffer from colitis? And then they, they finally take him like, come on, just fess up. We got you in handcuffs, man. You, what's your name? It's Russell. It's like, <laughs> how long? There's, you know, there's been cases where uh, people have got off. Um, because yeah. of DNA for having a twin, because pe- a lot of people don't know this, twins have identical DNA if they're identical yeah. twins. That is, that's kind of fucked. Hey man, nothing's nothing's certain. They there is no perfect it. machine, Mm-mm. especially when it comes to blood and bodily fluids. Ooh, God, bloody bloody bodily fluid machine. That sounds mm. great. You know, another thing that that was interesting <laughs> sounds like a used laptop. <laughs> Every used laptop. And a little like bit of pizza iPad. sauce, a little Totina's pizza sauce, <coughs> um, some sweat. <laughs> but one of the good things that the defense attorney did do, kind of, um, was so he's he's asked. He says, "Did he lift the chair above his head?" What is this hockey? <laughs> well, no, actually, because if you lift something above your head, it's assault with a deadly weapon. If it stays so, below your head, it's just assault. Because what, if, it, what if the follow through brings it above your head? I don't know. Like if I start like a like the chairs planted on the ground. I think it's yeah. before before the before that hits the skin because it's the leverage. I guess I don't know. But that's but, what I learned that day. And I said, and I had to think about it. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not positive. I said, but if I think about it, 
he was about four. This is like the a fucking defense attorney's nightmare is someone like me yeah. who can just like reason this out and not stumble. Right. Um, I'm like, but if I think about it, he was about four feet away and there was a one and a half foot wall between them. So in order to be able to lift a chair high enough to hit him in the other guy in the head, he would have had to have lifted it above his head. And then the defense attorney is just like, he just, it's just. And then afterwards, he slides you his business card. You know, sir, we're hiring. Yes. You do do hand jobs. <laughs> uh, have you ever thought about getting into the paralegal? Yes. Um, uh, have you ever thought of filing papers? And- I've, I've, I've got friends in law enforcement. I have to find that out now because that's a good question. Because the, the scenario I'm thinking of like, okay, if guy, you know, man grabs chair, man lifts chair overhead, you know, like, like everyone would expect in a wrestling match. Right. And brings it down. Okay. That's what you're explaining as assault with a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. But that's what, what happens to me. Right. Because chairs lifted overhead and then right. swung downward using gravity. Right. Maybe not as much uh, muscle strength because you have gravity on your side. Um, and chairs brought down to ground. But if the exact opposite motion is done in reverse, where man stands in front of man, chair touching ground, and you, like a golf swing hybrid thing is done where you swing chair uppercut style and hit man and follow through brings chair up above head. Is Mm. that still the same thing? Because the chair is above your head? I don't think so. But you're using like all of your back muscle and you're, you know, you're using more force, I feel, to lift chair up and and uppercut swing chair. Into yeah, me. I wonder because, I mean, there's also the possibility you lift the chair above your head and hit someone with it, but you do it very slowly. Is that assault with a deadly weapon, even if you don't wound them? Mm. You know? The devil's in the details, my friend. Yes, and this is why we should not be lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're sitting here on Random Badass Three uh, podcast talking about Satyanas and yes, we've we've, we've bodily tied, fluids and used laptops. We've we've tied all of our random shit together really well. This episode. this is the this is the this, like. There's some stuff that's been said that people are gonna be like, oh my god, and there's gonna be other things that has been said that people are gonna be like, oh my god, and there's other stuff that we've said that people are gonna be like. Oh my God! This episode is the epitome of the potential <laughs> of, of how random there, shit can get. Yeah, of there, course. There are moments of deep contemplation and moments of ridiculousness and moments of us searching on the internet and arguing over the word "bus" or "bust." Yeah, followed followed by the non-word of Thotiana. Yeah, is is that a maybe? It's a name. I don't want to know, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm I reading, mean, I've, I'm reading thought, the penal code right now. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, I saw. I've seen. I've seen that that quote unquote word um, written multiple ways recently. Um, one is, you know, I guess you can do it the uh, the American way, and then there's the <laughs> the European way where you throw in a U. Well, how about a bunch of X's? That's the SoundCloud way. Yes, the SoundCloud um, way of spelling. Yeah. Which used to be the MySpace way of spelling. Oh, man. God, I miss those days. Top I miss eight? MySpace. Jesus Christ. You know what? The thing about MySpace that was very unique, um, well, 
it wasn't unique then because they were copying Friendster, but unique as a pair compared to everything we have now was it didn't impede into our lives. No. You know, like MySpace was you like, I'm gonna go check out MySpace. That was a thing you did. You know, it, it wasn't was like yeah. yeah, because it wasn't like MySpace mobile. Right, yeah. exactly. And then and what is and it was hard because was. you just all you have all you have was the bulletins, right? Everything else you had to fucking go to each person's individual page. That's why they gave you like that top eight thing, right? Yeah. You're like, these are the people's pages I'm gonna probably click into the most. Yeah. So it was the ability, an ability to have like a theme song when you go onto someone's page. Oh yeah, and then the really yeah. bad flash animations. Oh god, was that was beautiful. my first intro into gifs. Oh yeah, yeah. you. Know, I think GIFs. you. GIFs, did you right? say gifs or did you say gifs? Someone, GIF. You know what's what's interesting is I keep forgetting which one I do because I go back and forth. Which one is it though? I think it's correctly. It is. I think it's gif. Gif. I have to look. And there's anyway. people. People that are going to have an aneurysm right now. Sure. Because, fuck them. Because um, we're we're questioning it, but uh, question Almighty Jif. I go with I go with the guy who created it. Who what he says, right? He's the one that fucking Jeff. Um, <laughs> George, <laughs> Jim, no Jim, um, Jim, Jim. What what am I doing here? Cliff this website. Um, hard anyway, to... yeah, I found it the other day. I can't find it now. Oh, it, it's Jif. Mm. Creator says it is. G-I-F is pronounced J-I-F. Okay. And then it says, he is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he created think, it, but he is wrong. Yeah. I think I, I think I have looked that up before in the past. And I just I got in an argument I just, with someone. And I just didn't retain it, probably. Just I remember getting in an argument with someone about it. And they're like, G words don't say J. I'm like, how about George? How about gymnasium? There are a lot of G words that make the J sound. <laughs> you're, oh, you're stupid. It's like, damn it. It's, by the way, your name is George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is wrong with you. Listen uh, here, Giuseppe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Useless information. Oh, you want to hear something great? I do want to hear something great. Well, this is just another random funny story that had, had found its way back into the the frontal of my my lobes and memory because uh, I was at work the other day and I get a call up I mainly work upstairs um, in uh, one of the, the back rooms and I get a call up saying hey you know, uh, come Tom, come down to the, the front counter I got somebody down here wants to see you I'm like all right I usually get many visitors and if I am going to get someone visiting I'm going to know that they're coming to visit <laughs> I come downstairs and it's um, uh, a girl that I went to school with and she's happened to be down there getting a case. She takes lessons um, from one of our instructors and she was buying something for ukulele and she just happened to see my business card on that counter and she's like, wait, wait, that, Tom Woodrum was here? And my uh, friend Bert's like, yeah. So he, that's why he called me down. I'm like, oh shit. Hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a while. Now, the last time I saw this girl there needs to be a bit of backstory with this. So where I live in San Jose, in South San Jose, um, there is a kind of, there's a lot of uh, kind of urban legends and, and ghost 
stories and stuff surrounding any old Santa's. You get the Winchester Mystery House, one of the most well-known like ghosty houses. Um, the albinos. Yeah, the, the, the albinos exactly. Um, killer albinos, which I have my own stories about them, but that we can talk about it some other time. Um, got uh, a haunted Toys R Us. Um, oh yeah. Even 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 my work guitar showcase got. Um, um, put into one of those uh, haunted, you know, cities books where they're talking about uh, a ghost that's supposed to be uh, unzipping a bag, or is that is that latte sneezing? That's latte sneezing. Okay, it sounded like you opening a zipper to a backpack or something. He just woke up and apparently he's got a hair in his nose. Jesus oh, Christ! Yeah. Happens to me all the time. Um, but yeah, so um, one of them is out in this area where I live. Um, there's this long running uh legend of a ghost horse and <clears throat> i don't know i can't remember specifically like the full like who the horse belonged to or how it happened or came about but the main thing is at like you know middle of the night you know late late night this out on these roads they'll appear this this white horse fully saddled ready to go ready to ride um and i'm not sure if there's supposed to be some sort of like you know if you don't jump on the horse you'll have you know that kind of bullshit um but i know many people over the decades that have you know claimed to have seen it or were aware of it you know like one of uh, friends of mine's parents that you know um, grew up in the area and went to school in the area and, you know they all knew about yeah if you went out that way kind of like by uvis and by, by where hicks goes and Almaden, you know you're there's there's the ghost horse there's the white ghost horse um and <clears throat> i had never really kind of thought about it or had really seen it or um anything like that until one night I, you know, back in high school, I used to always have friends over for like bonfires and stuff and just, you know, I'm just to just hang out and chill and bullshit and have fun and <clears throat> hang out. And uh, two of my best friends were leaving my house and went to the bottom of the road. And it's, you know, there's no streetlights out here. Um, it's all kind of very suburban, very kind of almost country-ish. There's a lot of like ranches and houses with property and land and horses and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of where, you know, this is all old quicksilver mining, you know, and Ohlone Indians and, you know, which I have my own stories about ghosts and things like that, but we can talk about some other time. We're talking about the ghost horse right now. Um, ghost horse. Fucking ghost horse. So, so my two best friends are at the bottom of my road, middle of the night, probably, you know, like midnight-ish. And it's dark out here. There's no streetlights. So it's, you see the moon, you see the stars. And if you're not used to that, it's like, oh, well, man, this is fucking dark. Can't see shit. And if there's no cars out and around, you don't have a flashlight, it's going to be pretty dark. And they're just standing there, maybe having a couple cigarettes, waiting for someone to come pick them up. I think, you know, their dad or somebody. Because we've been drinking. Responsible. High schoolers. Responsible. Um, And if you have no experience with horses, if a horse is fully saddled and alone just just walking in general. Um, you hear the, you hear the son bitch. Yeah. Especially in the dead quiet of night where there's no cars, there's no noise, there's no nothing. You're going to hear a fully saddled horse walking up within 10 yards of you. So they're standing at the bottom of my road. All of a sudden, my best friend Bobby goes to his brother 
what the fuck is that? And I turn, and across the street is a white horse, fully saddled, just standing there. And I'm like, we didn't hear any, like, they weren't talking loud, they weren't whatever, they were just kind of sitting there, just smoking their cigarettes, probably having a couple, you know, just chatting, being quiet, though. And there's a horse, literally, you know, yards away from them. And they're like, did you fucking, do you see that? Yeah, I see that. Where the fuck's that come from? That's fucking weird. Why would there be a horse right now? Who has their horse saddled? And like, while they're talking, they look around, they look back, it's gone. Jesus. Yeah. So they're freaked the fuck out. And they asked me about it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's, they're like, there's any kind of fucking like thing about horses and shit. I'm like, well, yeah, there's the fucking old ghost horse fucking legend. They're like, oh my God, he's fucking saw the ghost horse. And then I'm like, there's no way. And, uh, but I also too. Then I, I also believe them. I'm just like, there's no fucking way. You know, you just say it. Um, and then we're talking to a few different, you know, friends, parents that you know, like I said, the group in the area, and they're like, oh yeah, we fucking we knew all about that. We used to go out looking for that when we were in high school and shit. So you know, cool, right on. They saw. It. Fast forward a few years, you know, post high school, um, and I get a call from. My friend Phil, who's also, you know, so probably, I think he was there that night, uh, but wasn't with the two of them when they saw the horse. So he's aware of this. You know, all of our, our circle of friends knew, you know, the story about Coast on Bobby seeing the, the ghost horse. And um, I could call from my friend Phil, like, Tom, what are you doing right now? I was like, uh, nothing. It's, you know, it's like eight in the evening on like a fucking Thursday, like nothing. He's like, got to come by uh come by starbucks right now man i'm like i don't know i think i just kind of always like no man you gotta fucking tell you man you gotta come by so like all right whatever so i go by over there because we always used to meet up and hang out for coffee at different places and i met him up with him and (laughs) phil like kind of catches me before i walk up and he's like all right so i'm not gonna say her name he's like so so so-and-so is here he's like and uh, she wants you to take her to see the ghost horse i was like I'm sorry, what? He's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, we're sitting here talking, you know, and the conversation came up about, uh, you know, paranormal stuff. And I told him about um, how Costa Bobby saw the, the ghost horse outside your house and like how you know about it. And, uh, you know, so uh, she wants us, she wants you to take her to find the ghost horse. And, you know, he's kind of like, give me like the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, thinking that he's only doing this and that she's only interested in hanging out with me, you know, alone in the middle of the night. And I'm like, Phil, I don't, want to go looking for this fucking ghost horse and he's like i already told her that you're gonna take her man and i'm like why the fuck would you <laughs> so <laughs> so i've now had my night for the next however many hours because obviously you can't go and find the ghost horse at like you know 11 or 10 30 you gotta wait until the middle of the night in the depths of the dark <sighs> so it's like gonna be i mean it's gonna be a long night and so i'm like all right i haven't seen i haven't seen this girl for a while you know we were cool in high school um no you know like real interest or anything in it beyond that in high school no interest in it now it's like all right well i'll catch up sit there and talk you know or at coffee and maybe like interest will be lost maybe we won't go looking for the ghost horse and it's like she is pumped she is amped she's like we're gonna go find this (laughs) fucking ghost horse we're gonna go find this fucking ghost horse I'm just like, oh, okay, man. I really just wanted to fucking be late. You know, it's like the, my social anxiety. It's like I don't like being pushed and pressured into doing things. I don't like decisions being made for me in that sense. That's why I'm always on the drive or, you know, I didn't drink a lot back then because it's like I, I don't like being out of control. It's like I don't like 
don't make decisions for me like that. You know, it's like I had my idea of doing nothing and being comfortable, and now I'm being made to be uncomfortable, and I have to go look for a ghost horse, which I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna find. <clears throat> but anyway, so I'm pretty like, sure it, it doesn't exist. But if it does, I still oh, don't want to fucking. Know. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! I'm like, all right, fine. I'm just gonna make the best of the situation. It's in it. Accept it. Whatever. You know. Am, am I dead? No. All right, let's move on. I'll, I'll, so, so time comes. I'm like, all right, well, guys, we're gonna we're gonna bounce. We're gonna go, go look for the fucking ghost horse, and I can still see it in Phil's eyes. Like, yeah, man, man. It's like I did this for you. I'm your wingman. It's like you can go to fucking hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to do this right now. So I, you know, we get in the car, drive out here. You know, it's middle of the night. Bark. You know, and it's still. It's late, but it's still too early for the ghost horse. So, Park... He's still you know, sleeping. Yeah. Park, you know, down just a ways, like, kind of where uh, my friends say they saw it. And directly across from... Um, if you drive down my street and across the main road, you crash through a fence and go into this place called the Horseman's Association, which is, like, a, a hall you can rent. And there's I a corral. Well. Yeah. So, there's... You know, you can use it just for an event hall. Um, I think there's something going on there right now. Um, it's used from things from as going from weddings to I see bounce houses and parties out there to the clampers. They use it um, to horse, you know, horse sale events, tackle sales um, to rodeo, like small little things like that. All kinds of stuff. Haunted houses. Uh, yeah, I think they have done a few. I built one there. Oh, so that was a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. Um, carry on, carry on. <laughs> or horses. Yeah, or horses. Um, but they don't keep horses there. Now, there's no. people that people that have, you know, there's properties around in large plots of land that are horses kept there, but on that property, no horses. Just so, a big ring in a building. Yep. So, uh, you know, you walk over there. I'm like, well, let's go walk in here and look around, whatever. It's a place to sit. You know, there's the bleachers and whatever. So we go crawl, you know, trespass through the fence in there. And uh, walking around, and I think we just go and like kind of, you know, just walk through the darkness and like kind of point around because I know the place because I grew up there. And I'm just like, oh, this is that. This is that. You know, look over here. Okay, there's nothing over here. Oh, no, ghost horse. No, it's like, I think she was asked, like, is there like some sort of like thing we have to say? Like, there's something we have to do to like summon the ghost horse? It's like, no, there's no summoning the ghost horse. He just, it just comes, you know, it just shows up. Just, it's a chance thing. And we've been here for a while, right? No ghost horse. So I'm thinking, all right. And the fucking shitty thing about this is like, all I want to do is go home and I can see my house. It's like right there. I'm like, but I'm like, it, it's like, I can't get to it. It's there, but it's so far. Um, so I'm hoping that interest is going to get lost soon. I'll be able to go drop her back off her car, speed back home, and go to bed. So we hang out for a little while longer, sitting there. I'm like, all right, we'll take another little lap around that walk. And we just left the main big area, walked around the building, come back around, and I'm kind of convincing. Oh, I don't think tonight's right. I don't think tonight's a ghost horse night. Might just not show up. And she's like getting kind of like Game of Thrones. She's getting kind of bummed. Um. But she's like, I think she's starting to accept that the ghost horse ain't going to pop up. And I'm almost to the point where, like, we're going to get, you know, getting closer to the fence to get to the car. And I look up 
and out of the darkness, at three some odd minutes past in the morning, from the shadows comes walking a fucking white horse. Fuck. <laughs> with a fucking like riding blanket on its back. And I just literally just deflate into, you got to be fucking kidding me. Of all the fucking nights for a random fucking white horse to pop up, it's this one. And she's like, it's the ghost. And she's so happy now. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, I was almost in the car. And a stray white horse just comes out of nowhere. And she's so happy now. And so, like, all this time, too, my friends are texting me, like, you know, Phil's like, oh, man, how's it going? And I'm like, you asshole. And I'm telling my friends, like, well, a fucking horse showed up. They're like, oh, yeah, right, uh-huh. Now, yeah, did you bang her yet? I'm like, I take a picture with, like, you know, my shitty phone at the time with a flash. And this girl sitting there, like, with a smile just so big on her face. And this like ghostly, and this horse doesn't look like good. Like it looks ghostly. And I'm just like, so I, I had this picture on my phone for a while of just this like dark ring around the eyes, but like pale, like, you know, fucking apocalyptic horse, like looking side eye at me. And she's all happy because she's got, she's found a ghost horse. And they're like, you got to be fucking kidding me. No way. And then she's like, well, I have to ride this. Oh my god! I'm like, that's probably not a good oh, idea. For you to, I'm like, I don't think you need to ride this horse. She's like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna listen here, on. Vampira. She's like, we're gonna get on it. We're gonna ride away into Ghostland, and maybe we could take us. And I'm like, oh god, we're stop so listening to Marilyn Manson. I'm like, you are so high right now. I'm like, uh, this just keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did the fucking ghost horse have to show up tonight? <laughs> and so she tries and she gets up on this. She like jumps on this horse and it's not digging her jumping on it at 3.45 in the morning. Imagine that. Imagine and it starts that. to like, and it starts to like take off. So I have to like kind of run alongside and like catch her as she like is slightly tossed off of this horse. <sighs> So I'm like, all right, did you get your fill? You didn't ride off into ghost land, but you fucking found the horse. And and like, can we, can you, are you done? All right, can we go now? Like, this is a little bit too much for me to handle right now. I need, I need to call it. Would you like to go look for Bigfoot? Don't smash on that. Cause I, that is something that I am going to do. Um, dun, dun, dun. But that's, but that's not a ghost horse. That's Bigfoot. That's real. Um, so, so I'd uh, you know, I'm already flabbergasted that of all the nights that a random fucking stray horse is going to walk up into that property where there's never horses kept loose, it's going to be that night. And so she's she's tickled. She she she's great. She she can't believe it. She's happy. And again, cool, great. I got to bring a little bit of happiness and joy into to her life. It's what she wanted. She wanted to go to ghost horse hunting. She, I took her ghost horse hunting. She saw the ghost horse. She rode the ghost horse. Ghost horse. She didn't die from the ghost horse. Everything's fine. I guess the ne- next day, she was like so adamant about like, gotta find out if that was really the ghost horse. She like went I think to like the surrounding any houses that she could find and started asking people like, 
is that your, do, do you have a white horse that got loose last night? And it was over there and like, she's doing full, full investigative work on this. And I'm just trying to be like, just, just leave it be. Just let it, just let it be the ghost horse. Just let it be the ghost horse. Um, but yeah, so she was, <laughs> I then proceed to tell this story in my work and I'd almost completely forgotten about it. This is the girl uh, that showed up. Yeah. So that's who showed up at my work. And so that whole story that I just told, I had to retell and I, I 98% forgotten about it until she showed up at my work like three days ago or four days ago she and brought like it up. Poor, showed up like a horse in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, she man. is the ghost horse. She that's is. the twist. That's what happened when she, if this was an M night Shyamalan movie, <laughs> Shamalayan, Shamalamading Dong. Ah, yeah, so that was yeah. Well, I don't think we should go beyond the ghost horse. <laughs> it's almost getting to ghost horse time. I might, uh, I'm done here after a couple more Modellos. I might run my ass down there and try to find that ghost horse. And or you ride. might think you're riding the ghost horse. Yeah, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting on some guy's Tacoma. I'm really just. Pissing on myself. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was a warm blanket. Oh. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Thanks for popping in. Um, go to Patreon. Support us. Yeah, do it. Become a patron. That's uh, patreon.com forward slash holy fool productions. Long winded words. <laughs> Ran out of air, but you can do it. You still got it out, though. You still got it out. And oh, but yeah, if you're listening to Overcast, they said this in the one with Lamb, you know, where the star would normally be, there's a circle with money in it. If you click that, it takes us, takes you, not us. I'm already there to the Patreon. So we've been putting some stuff up. Um, We're going to continue to do that. We're going to try to uh, each put something up maybe uh, on a regular basis. I'm, yeah, definitely. I don't want to. I don't want to commit anybody to the terms uh, yet. But uh, I'm putting up multiple things a week. Um, everybody else can, you know, do as they please. So, gotta make me look bad. Uh, not making you look bad yet. <laughs> yes. Give me a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this because this was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun always watching the numbers fluctuate because you have no idea why they fluctuate. Sometimes I think it's just because of the titles. <laughs> Could be. Could very much be. the right title. Or the image. I mean, I mean, ours, our last one, we had Sweetums on there, you know? That brings in the folks. Yeah, we're putting Bloathead in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got... I, I'll, I'll Ghost Wars, too. No, 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 no. I, I might be able to whip up a little quick photo. I'll send it to you. See if See if you're down with it. We can use that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, well, uh, Holy Fool Productions is our website. I don't have any social media, but Tom does. What's your? I do. It's uh, Sir Period Beardo. And period would be the symbol, not the word. Right. Word. Yeah. Sir. Do- how do you? How do you? How do you? That would ver- be a weird it, name. Sir <laughs> Period Beardo. Sir Period Beardo. Never, period never uh, stopped nothing. That's a weird SoundCloud kind of name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. At symbol S I R the 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 little dot period Beardo B E A R D O. I don't put a lot of serious stuff up there. I'm, I'm I'm you know social media for me is a joke. My I used to do a thing where instead of selfies 
because people would take you know people take social media far too seriously and make it like a, it's my life it's my career no it's not um you know with all the selfies and the duck faces and all that bullshit so instead of i i wouldn't take selfies and duck face what i would do is i would just take pictures of my feet every time i took crap um that was my selfie i remember that it was a full series i was trying to do every time i took a deuce i'd take a picture and it was uh hashtag my feet from the seat my view from up here um yeah so yeah that's anything you find on my instagram is not you know i'll probably you probably learn more you know emotional things and personal stuff on here than you would on there but it's fun it's uh it's whatever it's i use it i creep on people it's cool Get a good balance of social media with the three of us because Lamb puts up very nice, well composed photography on oh, his. Yeah, yeah. Takes it very seriously, beautiful photos, and we're not making fun of him. I'm dead serious. No, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Just that one uh, photo he had today. Um, God, what was it? I don't know. I don't see them anymore. I know. I think it was the other day. We're relying on your 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 knowledge completely here. No, he had one other day that was really good. Trying to remember what it was. Let me pull it up real quick. Lamb is a fantastic photographer. Then you get Tom, who doesn't take it very seriously. And then with me, you get nothing. It's a great balance. Zero. Nothing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it was 10 hours ago. He posted one. It was a picture of him, which is another thing. A picture of you nowadays is not a selfie unless you took the picture yourself. Yes. Otherwise, it's just a picture of you. Yeah. And I hate seeing that where you have like news, uh, uh, um, like news stations and news uh, outlets and all that, like posting pictures or like doing documentation of stuff, being like, and uh, oh, and uh, they gathered up for a selfie, and it's literally just people gathering together, putting their arms around each other to get a picture taken of them. It's like that's not a fucking selfie. Right? Yeah, I also have problems with the term selfie if someone else is in the photo, because I feel like a selfie is I took a photo of it's myself a, right. by myself. Well, like like here, like I'm on Lamb's page right now, and he has. Two photos. Welcome to um, searching the internet part two. Right of him. I'm sorry, we'll do make this quick. Of him and him and him and his friend, and then I think it's him and his mom, and they're 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 holding boba teas. Um, right. And those for Lamb, those are selfies because he's taking the picture of himself and the other person. They're not right. selfies for the other person. That's like this is not a selfie of Lamb's mom and Lamb. This is a selfie of Lamb with his mom. You know what I mean? Or the or the picture of him kneeling and taking a photo of something else. That's not right. a selfie because he's no. not even he's he's holding a completely different camera. Just because he's taking a picture doesn't mean that the picture of him taking a picture is a selfie. Yes. No, no. Anyway. Uh, this this episode is a lot of searching, a lot of um breaking down definitions of terms. Well, um, nonsense. That that mean nothing because they're fucking made up words. But I guess all words are made up, aren't they? Like fart. Of course. Yeah. Food art. Food art. Okay. We're going to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, babies. See ya. Bye.